Hey gang, for those of you who enjoy QF, a podcast about Howard Stern, and would like to donate to us just via PayPal, you can using the email address johnnythegreek21 at gmail.com. You can check the link in the description for the spelling, and it's also here on the graphic. And if you'd like to do more in terms of uh, donations or subscriptions, you can use our Patreon account and subscribe via the black kluge level and you can receive our weekly content that we're putting only on patreon it's exclusive for that platform and um anything over five dollars is just gravy guys we love you thank you so much oh he doesn't dude howard i've always wanted to one thing did you or did you not get robin Gibbons? i i, I don't know no, I'm saying I, I would never. I mean, I, I, what do you mean you don't know? No, no, I didn't. I don't know. <clears throat> no, no, I did oh. not. No. You'd have to know. Right. But if someone wants to fix themselves, a uh, different thing. I am telling you that it is possible. There is no such thing as genetic homosexuality. Or, it's or fixable. I know the guy who can fix it. He doesn't even know he can fix it. So he hasn't said this is a cure for this no. problem. No, but I am telling you homosexuality is fixable. <laughs> Hello. Do you, ever, do you have a big dick? Did you go into therapy? You've never been to a psychiatrist. It does. I like that. I like to hear that guys are whacking off. Yeah. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. <laughs> I do that in my personal life. No. No. I'm just like a happy-go-lucky guy. And all this is about having fun. That's right. Yeah. What do you do for a living? And I'm not, it's not gonna. It's not one of those. You know. Oh, who are you? But what do you do for a living? You know. It, really not. You do therapy? Just, no. Never. I, I've dabbled. No, I'm there every day. My daughter's uh, 15. All her friends are, like consumed with who's gay and who isn't. Exactly. Yeah, that's like a big that's thing. That's the new thing. Yeah, right. They think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gay. Which it was. They come over, Tzvi, Tzvi. They named me Tzvi. First of all, fuck you. My name is Howard. Why can't you just be Howard? Why do you have to have a separate name? They had name? to give you a Hebrew name. How before they worked uh, weeks? Nah. The audience gets mad at me if I take a week off. I can't take Fridays off. I think the audience would rather have you do four days than no days. Yeah, if you're not there at all. Yeah. Well, it's better not to be there. I believe radio is a habitual kind of medium. That people wake up in the morning, they go to work, and they want to hear their favorite disc jockey. Oh, absolutely. And if you're not there on Fridays, you are doing a disservice to the audience. And you're not doing your job. I don't think I'm interested in the, the five-day-a-week sketch. Oh. You know. That came with that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, terrestrial radio, you got to do a five-day-a-week sketch. So I don't know if it's because you know, I, I'm, 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 I drive into Manhattan every day and I listen to you, okay? And if you cut out the bitching, it probably would be about an hour broadcast. <laughs> You're right. Do you want to know something? Okay. So now, how long are you going to keep the hair? I'm going to keep the hair as long as it keeps uh, on there's top a, of my head. What do you mean? There's a point in time that it's... Uh, Is my hair too long, you think? When you get a certain age, I think that the you hair... You think it looks silly? Yeah. You do? Really? I do. So this is Rylamon? Yes. Okay. Friend of the Indians. Yes, right. yes. Uh, why are you people bugging my time with four hours of faggotism? <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Can't you come up with another solution? Welcome, everybody, to QF, a podcast about Howard Stern. I'm your host, Fillmore, a.k.a. Jim Fix, and with me is Sam. How are you, Sammy? I'm so excited for this episode. Okay, well, we decided to put this one together. Sammy, Sammy doesn't usually do breakdowns anymore, but we're trying to kind of get uh, more up to speed because we're way behind, and that's due to a few, quite a few reasons. But uh, either way, we're going to push ahead. This episode's called um, 
uh, how you say friend of the court. And um, we're going to we don't normally we don't normally go after um, friends of the court on the show unless they're, you know, it's part of the show or what have you. But in the wake of the Alec Baldwin uh, shooting, unless you kill a person. Yeah. Well, you know, this isn't uh, Gianni Russo shooting a, a guy at his his bars nightclub in Vegas, you know, and it's justifiable homicide. This uh, this case is the reason why we're tying it in is because Alec Baldwin is basically the David Spade slash Joan Rivers of the acting set that gets on the Howard Stern show. And he's he's a perennial guest at least two times a year. Yeah, he especially since they in, you know, since the Marcy era has been ushered in, he has been a guest that is nonstop. He's always Always coming in and has nothing to say. Yeah, and whether whatever you feel, and obviously we're, we'll put out a disclaimer first. We feel awful for the cinematographer uh, and their fa- her family because that's it, like an awful situation. There's just no way. I'm sure Alec feels like shit for having done this, having been responsible for it, but not responsible necessarily in the way that it goes through the story. We'll explain. Uh, those people already, most people following the story already know it's it's a whole it's a whole mess. And you know who feels even worse? Yeah. Is his wife because now she can't post on social media like, I don't know, 30 times a day with hallway selfies and nonstop Spanish memes and just you, mental you, illness personified. Well, the, this is the thing that really disturbs me more than anything. So the the we I'm going to give a plug to the YouTube channel Hilarious Grift. <laughs> oh God, we love and the hilarious Hilaria Baldwin's Reddit page, which is now fourteen thousand strong since uh-huh. that Spanish grift took off. They yeah. post videos of that hilarious grift, and they're I think they're from that Pepino Nation on <laughs> over there. <laughs> Pepino apparently is cucumber in Spanish, guys. So hence the name. I I just took a guess at very it. very clever. Um, yeah. Um, well, the grift, the she it was uncovered earlier this year. Was it February when it happened? It was. <clears throat> no, it was right after the new year. So, OK, yeah, everybody was at home and it was going right, I think, into January 1st. And somebody um, named Lenny Briscoe, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, the plan law and order uncovered that she had been faking Spanish identity for 10 years and my mouth hit the floor. I was like, wait, Alec Baldwin's wife isn't Spanish. Right. (laughs) What? The lady who talks like this, Alec, Alec, she's not Spanish. So I like was, you know, got, went down the rabbit hole and sure as shit, this lady is from Boston, Mass, Beacon Hills, worth millions of dollars, her family. Not a lick of Spanish. That fascinated that that part didn't fascinate me as much as the 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 aftermath. And so one of the videos, hold on, hold yeah. on. One of the videos is called Alec Baldwin Unhinged. Um, let me see if I can <laughs> <laughs> let me see if I can play some of this. What I found f- most fascinating was the whole complete denial of this didn't happen you know all of a sudden the story was oh you know i i you know i spent time in spain and i feel comfortable with you know uh, both languages and i'm you know comfortable with all this 
if you're going to go down that road, uh, people, people in show business lie about their age. They lie about injuries to get work. They lie about um, the plastic surgery they've had done. This isn't a surprising thing. The surprising yeah. thing was, number one, how stupid was he not to understand that she was full of shit all those years? And number two, um, the fact that they doubled down and said, like, they didn't do a mea culpa and say, sorry, I'm busted. Oh, I Exactly. Well, we think, speculate, that this we, they went into this together is some sort of contract, knowing she wasn't Spanish, but he was in, think about this, 10 years ago, Alec Baldwin was known as an angry guy who berated his daughter on a voicemail in some, and he was also known for his racial slurs, his homophobia slurs. Mm -hmm. So what does he need? He needs some young immigrant wife to get away with the shit that he could get away with. Some Zen Spanish yoga baby. Right. And so, and so she, she's going to, yeah, she's going to stick her head up her ass on doing these yoga poses and on Instagram and get all kinds of, you know, media coverage just for looking cute. And it, and and it made him seem more cultured. Like Maybe. now I'm <clears throat> European adjacent. <laughs> like what a dummy. Well, I mean, I, I've I love his acting, but I think he's one of the most pompous people I've ever heard <laughs> speak into a microphone. And I say this with uh, no shortage of fucking bluster in my own my own life. But um, but this is what we do. We're making a podcast. So sorry if I have a little confidence here, guys, where this is concerned. But when you hear him speak about any issues, you feel like. Just fucking sell, just fucking sell me the movie. I'll watch the movie and shut your fucking mouth afterwards. He wasn't a Brando. Brando was very well educated on issues that he was interested in, particularly uh, Native American uh, causes and what have you. Yeah, um, Alec Baldwin is a know-it-all. He's not selling me on anything. He turns me instantly off to the project. Right. Like, exactly. I know more than you do about everything. That doesn't sell me on anything. No. Thank doesn't. you. Before we start this, if you were to get busted on a national level of this story that had such interest at such a high rate of social media interest where it was like trending on days on t Twitter and you knew it was blowing up. Why in God's name would you look like such a fright night on social media? <laughs> In nutcracker pajamas. I mean, this girl is always, you know. I, I didn't even notice that. I mean, what in God's name? It is like a fucking nightmare. Like the sugar plum fairy nightmare. What is happening? Is that a metaphor because she's a ball buster? I don't know. Um, I don't know. So anyway, this... Um, this is a short video. Hilaria claims she's very insecure about her made-up accent that didn't even have to exist. <laughs> <laughs> the titles are just fantastic. Sometimes about how I speak. I am that person that if I've been speaking a lot of Spanish, I you know tend to mix them. And if I'm speaking more English, I you know doing a lot of English, then I mix that. It's one of those things that's always been a little bit I've been a little insecure about over different times. And, you know, when I try to work, I try to enunciate a little bit more. But if I get nervous or upset. Oh, I got multipana years, putana. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, that's right, guys. This. I forgot to tell you. Fillmore speaks fluent Greek. For well, I'd, any I'd, of our I'd, listeners that don't know. 
pretty I'd much. I'm, yeah, I'm about 85%. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't have any practice. I'm living in Asia now 20 years, and I don't have any practice because my wife's a fucking Irish. <laughs> She's, you know, she never she learned a couple key stock Your phrases. Your wife has an accent. Could you imagine if that I, – I, I, all of this is so amazing to me that she thinks that she's going to pull this off with an excuse like that. I tend to enunciate. So that means you speak more with better diction, you stupid asshole. What are you talking about? I, I know a few people in my life that are master linguists. They will pick up a language like you have no no knowledge. Like you just you just can't believe they're they're doing this so well. And yet – they still have their the root accent of whatever they grew up speaking. Like one of them's British, so it's everything's through a British accent. And it is funny to hear them speaking Japanese in a British accent, to hear them speaking like German in a British accent. Um, but but it it doesn't leave you. She I, I didn't follow her well enough, but had I had I seen all these regular videos, I would would have been asking this question about her accent ages ago. See, I was fooled when She's been Alec Baldwin's wife for all these years. Of course, mm-hmm. I thought she was Spanish because she, if as why, you why can lie see, about and, but I didn't know she wasn't not Spanish because she always had this little bit of an Alec Alec to her voice, and it sounded right. like different. And she had this like weird, you know, not American sounding voice. So I thought. Oh, yeah, of course. She's from Spain. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> what? Well, because who the fuck would talk like that? I want to. I want to. So I want her to sound like Louis Guzman. I want her to sound like, hey, oh. Chang, hey, but Chang is just did. fucking around, man. She sounded. <laughs> there was this one video she did with, because uh, she, she got, of course, she got an extra job. So Alec Baldwin, much like Beth Stern, for wow. some reason, what's up with that? Where these, Holly, these guys in Hollywood who are high up get these grift wives, and then they get them a job at extra. So you have to follow. She had an, yeah, follow you have to money. follow the chain. Well, there's there's a, a, somebody they know that's like a expediter of, look, you give my useless piece of shit gripped wife or my beard, <laughs> you give her some job. I'll give you more coverage of this and that. I'll get you into this event. Um, I will, you know, do interviews for you, whatever you want, like so many a year. That's pretty much how I imagine it works. I just think of like all these college kids who, you know, spend all this money in journalism school. And then you look at your TV and you see somebody like Beth Stern or Hilaria Baldwin on your television. And you're thinking, God damn it. Right. And you can just hear the wind whistling through their fucking heads. And uh, and you go, <laughs> oh, what did I study? What did I study all this for? <laughs> Edward R. Murrow is fucking rolling in his grave like a fucking lamb roast at Easter Sunday. Fuck. Or something, then I start to, to mix the two. And again, this is something that I've always been a little bit insecure about, but I've decided maybe 2021, we will get over that. And I'm definitely addressing it very openly right now. Like oh, you're that. so brave, Hilaria. <laughs> Jesus, she sounds like she just, it's like, not like she's a bomb survivor and she's trying to get out of, you know, this is such a horrible tragedy. I'm going to get over that this year because um, I got really busted. So as you can tell, I'm talking in my baby voice really, really quickly. So. Yeah, you're right. It's almost like Disney animation uh, voice. Um, but this idea that I'm trying, I do actually, I mean, I try to speak more clearly in each language. Um, um, I think that that's something that we should, I, I should try to do. And um but sometimes nope. I'm that it's not something that I'm like playing at. So I want that to be very, very, very clear. 
Oh my fucking I'm lord. I'm very 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 confused. <laughs> so I'm none of this is clear. What? Right. Right. Well, I'm going to play the next clip, which is my wife grew up in Spain. Oh, the good old days. You're never going to have them back, you two. This woman made a book, this Hilaria, called The Living <laughs> the Living Clearly Method. This might be worse than Oh My Dog by Beth Stern. Where what, about she... the ve- what about the vegetation of Robin? <laughs> oh, God, they're all three such charming pieces of literature. Yeah. So... She... Uh, Beth, obviously, you know, just ripped off dog advice from a bunch of other people and slapped, dashed it together in a book. Now, this Mm -hmm. woman wrote The Living Clearly Method, and this advice got you, these people aged about 15 years in seven. They look like hell. The two of them look like hell. Is that deliberate? Do you like? I mean, obviously, like stress ages you. I know, but did the 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 non attempt to cover that aging is that meant to make them look more human? Do you think? Like consciously? I, no, she has tried to cover it. She got oh, uh, plastic surgery because she had hooded eyelids, so she got something done with her eyes to fix that. She's okay. got major Botox, major. Major everything on her face. So, yeah. and she she just has looks like she has an eating disorder. She has the same thing with Beth, where they don't eat. It looks like. Meanwhile, Alec Baldwin looks like Sir Alec Guinness now. I mean, like he like some of those some of those Instagram videos that you showed me. And oh. I, to be fair, to be fair, the one I clipped was like the first seventeen seconds where he looks like he just woke up. He hasn't even done a couple bumps to get him through the fucking morning. And that's not fair. Like I should play the whole thing, but he looks like shit. Well, you shouldn't in show business. That's something that's that makes me laugh. Fifty years ago, sixty years ago, the stars would never in a million years have allowed themselves to be filmed looking like warmed over fucking rigot. You know. I think social media was the worst thing to happen, maybe to society, but to to but to stars especially because people used to look forward to those, you know, Barbara Walters interviews, those Diane Sawyer interviews. You yeah. know, it was special. That's why nobody watches these award shows anymore or thinks that any of those primetime things are special because these people can't get enough of themselves. They film themselves all day long, and especially these two. Yeah, you used to have delayed. It was delayed gratification. If someone was going on Carson or someone was appearing on Letterman, you'd read it in TV Guide and you say, oh, now, you know, appearing such and such. You'd look forward to it. Now it's like, yeah, you can have as much as you want anytime you want, like a kid fucking swimming in in, in, what's that stuff called? Nutella. (laughs) I Oh, God. And I don't want it. I don't want it. And I feel terrible after I eat it. (laughs) <laughs> well, there you go. So it's a little too much of everything. And in this case, anyway, so uh, I think, yeah, just oversaturation and overexposure. And that, what do they say? Familiarity breeds contempt. And it's certainly never more apparent than with these two. So this is a, a video of him explaining her roots. How did they get you to, to do this? My oh. wife uh, grew up in uh, Spain and in uh, the United States and spent many years here when she was a child. And her parents live here now. In Mallorca. In, in Mallorca. Okay. What I love about this is she's studying his face to make sure he's getting the fucking bullshit story right while he's talking. You and I have done this so long about Stern looking at Howard, how yep. he lies. Oh yeah. His face is so tight. His mm-hmm. jaw is so clenched. Her jaw is so clenched. These two are the worst 
liars. In hindsight, rewatching this clip back, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my God, they're both so tense. They're like, okay, look at me, look at him, look at her. It's so bad. Well, so my guess my question is this, and it would be to all the uh, Pepinos in the that particular Reddit thread as well. He he he's so is he in on it back then? And he knows she's full so. of shit. Okay, and I, so hence, I, hence, hence, why he was so vociferously, de- well, not really vociferously. But let's say he's so uh, consistent defending her after the fact. When most guys, if they were taken, he's he's in a rock and a hard place. If he if he kicks her to the curb, then he's admitting. Then he's saying, "Oh fuck, she she completely fooled me. It's a total grift." Right. And the reason to keep defending her is because your ego won't allow you to admit that you're full of shit or he knew about it. Like, like, did he know about it and he doesn't want to be outed as an idiot or, you know, he, did he not know it? And he wants to cover up that, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, th- maybe I think they went in this for me personally. I think they yeah. did this together. That's okay. my personal opinion, but there are okay. people on the thread who thinks maybe he didn't know everything. Like, just how little she had to do with Spain and then eventually figured it out and then just said, I'm not even going to bother asking more questions and nobody's going to find out anyway. I think she, uh, she completely, uh, she submerged her bullshit and like, you know, uh, blumpkins and blowjobs and just like stooped over the fucking kitchen stove daily and he got blind blindsided by pussy and said i'll buy all this i don't give a fuck i want to be lied to i'm an actor yeah the other part though is that he started stumping for her so hard that it's it was bizarre like you know yeah. how howard really went on a mission to make beth famous oh yeah absolutely he did the same thing so that's another part where we all we think that Howard and Beth are in a contractual obligation marriage. Absolutely. Well, we totally which marriage obviously is a contractual obligation, right. but no love there. Right. And we I think that this is similar where it's so there's, okay, so there's just whitewashing. Like I, yeah. I'm not a homophobe. I got a wife that bends over and her got an amazing ass and she does yoga poses and downward facing asshole and all this shit. Yeah, I'm going to give her a bunch of kids and she can have some extra jobs and I'll promote her Instagram page as much as I can and get her some guest appearances on Rachel Ray and some other crap. Right. And I won't look like an out of touch, old curmudgeon, homophobe, all this stuff that, you know, the neg- all the negative aspects of his personality, because, right. he, you know, he's got a press agent. He's he, got an agent saying you got to look, you want gigs. You got to lighten your fucking profile a little bit. Yeah, he got like, remember, he had an MSNBC show for like five seconds and then he got got that taken away from him because he called a reporter a a faggot. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, anyway, so here's a little bit more of that. And her parents, uh, someone that they know approached them. This is no different than that fucking Ed Bradley 60 Minutes piece with Howard and Beth where he goes. Oh, hold on. This is a good story. This is a good story. Is it a good story? And they're looking at each other and they're going, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, page six. And if I lost you now, yeah. <laughs> like trying to memorize the script and just doing and a horrendous it, job at it. And just Beth looking at him and yeah. let her add saying, how about you tell the story? No, I love when he does this because right. I can't remember and do yeah, it right. Exactly. 
Totally. Oh, Pui. Uh, uh, what's his last name? Uh, Montui Pui. Yeah, right. right. Uh, Pui was approached okay. about me doing a film, and I said yes. I, wanted, I was very excited to come and do the film. Oh, my Lord. Okay, so there's that. Uh, the next clip, <laughs> this is, I think, I, if, as far as I know, this one is um, post post uh discovery of the fact that she's a grifter and it's called Alec Baldwin unhinge is that correct this is yeah, his, this is his defense yeah and so thank you to all the pepinos on reddit for all your beautiful work okay this next clip is called Alec Baldwin unhinged and it was <laughs> something he put on his own inst- he's got his own instagram doesn't he mhm okay yeah, i didn't know that really. instagram could be uh that long form i thought it was only like a 90 second uh or less I don't know how he did this, but yeah, I, I I think you can post. I don't know. I I have never posted anything that long, but. Mm-hmm. Well, e- either way, what I love in this is the body language. So we'll start playing a little of it. <laughs> love it, existential angst. My wife's just been uncovered as a complete fraud. <laughs> this is like a father that just found out his 12-year-old came home knocked up. I mean, yeah, this yeah. Is like, this is like really bad day face. Yeah. I mean, look at him. <laughs> Doesn't look at the camera. I thought I would leave a quickie here. I do have uh, um, a few people, maybe not any worth bothering with, but I do have a few people who go at me about um, uh, defending people. He is completely befuddled. There's no script in front of him. It's not a part. It's him. And his wife has been outed as a complete, utter fraud. And he hates that he has to do this. You can tell in him. You can tell he's just... You know. The thing is, they don't have to do this. Like, I no, don't believe for five seconds that two PR people thought, hey, Hilaria, you know, you were busted. You know those uh, nutcracker jammies you have? Yeah, pull those out. Don't brush your hair. Yeah, uh, rip those fake titas out. You know, have them hanging low. And just, like, you know, riff. See how that goes. <laughs> it's like handing, then- a drummer, handing a drummer a guitar. <laughs> it's like solo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? And now we get okay. this guy who's doing the same thing. Yes. And so, uh, okay, uh, this is, uh, we could play a little more. That are accused of crimes and have been accused of crimes over the period of a long, you know, many years. And they, uh, <laughs> they say to me, uh, you know, how can you defend this person who is guilty of this whole situation and my response is that i'm not defending someone who is guilty of something (laughs) (laughs) this is this is this is very much this is very much in line with the uh uh I'm, I saw an article in the Post. Uh, 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 my daughter, you know, she, she says my, my, she did date men successfully. And she said, oh, I, Dad, are you sick? I don't know. I, I get along with my daughters. Just I have my fucking daughters are fucking amazing. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't listen to this podcast regularly, it's Howard Stern got busted for having a horrible relationship with his daughter, Emily Stern. And the New York yeah. Post did an expose on this after. 
it was uncovered that she was doing a show in uh, you can better describe this film more. Oh, yeah. Just basically, she did an interview with the New York Post with this uh, author, Dory Lewak. The interviewer must have had her on tape because there was no lawsuit, uh, like there's no libelous lawsuit <laughs> or anything. And because when, when, whenever Howard decides he doesn't like something that's, you know, tr- that may or may not be true, he'll sue. But in this case, he never did. And um, she called him a narcissist. She said, uh, you know, I thought he was this way. Then he married a model. Um, uh, you know, he... Uh, you know, growing up was very unhealthy and he just yeah. got on the defensive and he was fumbling. I, I, I can't date. I have trouble dating men. She, 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 oh, she's, yeah, the, the, his, his work put me off of dating men. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, Emily called me. She goes, dad, uh, I, I talked to the New York post and I don't know what happened to this article. Right. And I said, oh, I, I go, it's all right. I read it. I, she goes, it, the headline was that my daughter's afraid to date me. Meanwhile, she was just in a relationship. I don't know what. I said, what's that about? She goes, I don't even know. <laughs> so How did they we get that? Left. I don't know. But my daughter is fantastic. My, my three daughters are fucking amazing. And I, I'm very blessed. I have such a great relationship with them. And I really do. Hey, guys, just breaking this up for the sake of keeping this on YouTube. And uh, what can I tell you? I su- I'm very supportive of everything they're doing. And, you know, we see each other all the time. And I don't know. I, I didn't think that that article was very reflective of my relationship with her. Neither did she. But but that, um, I guess, wouldn't sell papers. No, but it's fine. I mean, no, I, it, my daughter does date men and uh, very successfully. And she's <laughs> she's just a terrific kid. And, uh, you know, the, the article didn't really reflect our relationship. But whatever. Just think of the audio version of a chicken on hot plates. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was just unbelievable. And this is ex- almost exactly like that, except he's clearly, I don't know, six, seven shots deep and uh, decides. Oh. Yeah. I'm choosing to defend someone who has not been proven guilty of something. Uh, and last I checked, there's a profound difference. You know, there are people who say that. This particular person, Mr. A, is guilty of the following crime. I don't want to drag up all the details because it. Yeah, details sell the story, Alec. That's the big. That's the big problem here. That's the the little conundrum. Here's the thing: when somebody is not guilty of something, you don't choose these words so carefully to dance around saying, "Hey, this person didn't do that." This is a very. <laughs> I mean, listen to how he's dressing up this defense to just say, hey, she is Spanish or she grew up in Spain. So, you know that this is a lie because listen to how he's coloring this. It sounds worse. Stupid idiot. I'll never forget. I'll never forget the uh, there's a scene in the movie Armed and Dangerous where the judge is just telling Eugene Levy's representing this fucking Charles Manson type character. And he's got a swastika tattooed on his forehead. And, you know, and he goes up to the judge. He says he's been accused of all these things. And he just shrugs his shoulders and goes, he didn't mean it, Your Honor. (laughs) (laughs) Supposed to dress it all up. Hey, we'll play a little more. This is a waste of my time and yours, no doubt. But. Yeah, I'm having fun. That, you know, <laughs> someone's guilty of that crime. They did this horrible thing and you're defending them. I'm going, well, the fact that I'm defending them should indicate to you that I don't believe that they are guilty of that crime. I don't believe that. Never once made eye contact with the lens. And that's what you're you if you really want to prove to people that you 
you know, are have stead you have confidence in what you're saying, you address them. Not the window, not the armrest, not the finger that's holding the fucking phone up. You know, none of that. Brushing your hair. Brushing your hair. Big clearing of the throat, which is always (laughs) a giveaway. (laughs) That's making me very confident. I know. I was like watching some uh, Senate hearings today and I was like, whoa, this looks like a lie. Every time. (laughs) Sam showed me a screen cap of this and this was within days of the shooting. Yeah. And so so, leading up to this was just an immense amount of spiraling on Hilaria's part. Well, you you mentioned that it was all the Instagram stuff that she was doing that sort of indicated they were having fights or whatever. They were Uh, having fights. She was being erratic. She was was dragging the kids around the city, like dirty, unwashed, very manic. Okay, so this is unfortunately this is just a 17 second intro into a longer clip that I was on Instagram that I couldn't get on because I couldn't fucking figure out my Instagram password. But um, it the, <laughs> the title is "Who thought it was a good idea to give this man a loaded gun?" <laughs> the um um the uh, uh hello <laughs> the um uh. <clears throat> The uh, um... <laughs> oh my god! I, thought, I hate I, to, I hate I to laugh, sure but Jesus a, Christ! I, I, I thought it was on a loop. I thought it was someone fucking around. Okay, so he's clearly. I'm. I don't care. I'm not. I'm speculating he's not sober whatsoever. I don't know. He's he he looks like he's woken up and just like just literally rolled out of bed. You know, he did the I, wake and shake, and then. You decided to put this on there, and I, I never didn't see the full context of the video, so I'm not going to add this as some kind of proof of you know wrongdoing or whatever. Because I have a couple articles lined up here. Um, either way, there, I guess the the whole thing in the Reddit the Reddit um, section is to indicate that there were problems with them, like him and Hilaria, going into this, so he wasn't in the greatest shape physically or mentally and they're doing this production in new mexico because and and there's all kinds of problems with the union of the uh the the you know production crew they were getting paid on time they're being uh told they have to stay 50 miles away uh because you know it was cheaper to send them in some fucking motel six in albuquerque or wherever the fuck go ahead yeah and so he's away and now also, guys, they have six kids. So I forgot uh, the hilarious him, and then he's got an older one with Kim Basinger. Yeah. So when the Spanish thing happened, by the way, they all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a month after this, a baby appeared. She wasn't mm-hmm. pregnant. So we were like, what the fuck? They just had a baby five months ago so we're doing the math in our heads and we're like wait she just had a baby five months ago there's a new baby in the house where did this baby come from this ultra elite couple just you know door dashed themselves a baby girl because <laughs> hilaria had to have a baby girl on top of the five kids she already barely takes care of well so now they have Six kids, he's out of town filming a movie, and she's not out one night a week, not two, not three, not four, not five, six nights a week on Instagram out. 
Six. Six. And she's got nobody at home but nannies. So this is what we're going into. And they were fighting on Instagram, too. Yeah, and it was very – I saw some of the clips, and I go, Jesus Christ. I mean, I, I understand Hollywood's stupidity, and I understand couples. You know, not Reality is not always reality. But um, to have your dirty linen out there like that, uh, when you're not like, – there's no need for it. You can – their paparazzi can get pictures. Uh, you know, blind items can be read, uh, whatever. They can, they can be written about you, but you don't have to address them. And they've chosen to sort of show their dirty laundry – to everyone, people, to everyone, for what purpose? I mean, to just to, just to do a little, uh, you know, sleight of hand and go, oh, you know, it's not about this; it's about this. It's uh, oh, there's no problem here. Uh, this is going on. Hey, guys, it's it's almost like, look, here's the TV. Turn on the TV. Distract yourself from whatever's actually really happening that's important in in life. So and he, and then her, you know, her career obviously all the sponsors dropped her so she's not sponsoring toys or food or whatever crap on her instagram anymore so what does he do he pays for her to have her own podcast with him called mm -hmm. what's one more podcast so yeah. that like some vanity podcast project which is hemorrhaging money so that decided to come to an end of a season too while this was also happening mm -hmm. so it was this combination of things that were just sliding downhill. Mm -hmm. So there's so first of all, before we get into the uh, the article from the Guardian, which is the most recent updated article, because there's loads of stuff on, on out there to to read, but they usually do a good job of condensing things uh, up to date. Uh, on ten twenty two. Uh, NT released this uh, blind. There are two actors who are set to go public about the onset tragedy, uh, and will discuss the heavy use of coke and other stimulants to get as much done each day as possible. Uh, quote Rust. Uh, so da 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 da. Rust. And again, as in parentheses, explains uh, what what the articles um, are linking to. Mm -hmm. And then on the same day, another blind. Uh, probably a deal was struck. The actor wouldn't tell the world his wife is really American, and she wouldn't tell the world he is really five years older than he pretends to be. Alec Baldwin. I believe that. <laughs> Hillary, Hillary I Baldwin. believe that. It says he was born in 58, and it makes sense. Um, but to shave off five years, what's the point when you're 63 or 68? I don't know. He's never yeah. going to see those kids' college graduation. Jesus, no. And well, what's that expression? Uh, men are more likely to die before their their wives, but they're more willing to die. Um, <laughs> he just might be. So this is from this is from the Guardian, and this is uh, from let's see, twenty uh, seventh of October, yesterday. So or today for you, uh, Russ shooting. Film's assistant director admits gun was not thoroughly checked. <laughs> In an affidavit, David Dave Halls told investigators he should have checked all the rounds as officials confirmed gun contained live bullets. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of in-depth information about Dave Halls because I looked him up. He has been nothing but an assistant, assistant, second director for most of his career. And what are they? Basically, it's when the assistant director has too many things to take care of, they hire someone to be a, a lower rank assistant director to handle the – it's like a, a showrunner, like showrunner after showrunner after showrunner, but for a movie set. So they have to wrangle stuff, basically. They're coordinating. So he, so he was like a grillo up until Pre then? Pretty much. 
<gasps> and so he he is his entire he has some acting credits. I think he was in the Matrix Reloaded. Uh, but this is we're talking now in ancient history in, in film terms. And he's been doing scrub work, basically, assistant, assistant, second assistant director, that kind of stuff. He's not been in a position where he should have been doing any of this. He's not an armorer. That it sounds like that was the theme of this entire film is right. these people shouldn't have been in these positions whatsoever. Right. right. It's like giving a, like a baker who moonlights as a fucking firefighter. You know what I mean? Like I, right. different skill sets here, guys. I'm not saying the guy wasn't able to do certain things, but there's clear there's clear uh, criminal What's it? What's it called? Uh, criminal negligence going on as a well, result of this. Give him his first assistant. Give him his first assistant director scene on like a romantic comedy, not a gun movie. So in this, it says officials confirmed on Wednesday that live bullets, including the round it is believed killed cinematographer Halnya Hutchins and injured director Joel Souza, were found on the set of the movie Rust last week after actor Hulk Baldwin fired a gun during rehearsal. It has also emerged. It also, it also emerged that the 45 caliber Colt, which has been described by law enforcement as a legal, legit antique gun, not a prop gun, was not thoroughly checked before being given to Baldwin, who fired the lead bullet, according to officials in a new court filing. Now, what's what's happening is basically Baldwin is going to say, they told me it was fine, and he's saying now, and he's, his, his testimony so far is saying, even though we don't have transcripts, I was told it was fine, I was told it was fine, but at the same time, Almost every single weapons expert has gone online that has, you know, been willing to talk about it and said, you never shut point at someone. They even through the magic, through the magic of editing, they make it look like you're pointing it at the person. Even Whoopi Goldberg on The View has said, because in Sister Act, they use guns Mm -hmm. and she said they um, would the weapons expert would be on the set they would say cold gun they would look at the they would look at it first then walk it over to the actor then even though they just looked at it would open it again in front of the actor show them then hand it to the actor mm-hmm. it really is like um it's like a, a, about so many different functions it's almost the way the military uh, guys that have to disassemble their guns and then reassemble them for inspection, that kind of thing, um, that it's a protocol. Like they have to be done that way because that's the way it's done. And so they decided we're going to go non-union to push this budget of this shit low budget film, which you can understand if it was a bunch of no name actors. And mostly it is. But he's one of the producers. And that may mean anything. That may mean he just got the money people together. It could mean well, it's just a perk. It doesn't mean anything. He's not really a producer because a lot of times the title means nothing. Now, the interesting thing about this and the fact that he's low budgeting it and he's even working is so funny because his dream when he married Hilaria and he's talking about his engagement was making her into a mogul. And so he wanted to make her into a wellness fitness mogul. And he used to push and plug this and you'll notice this in a lot of his videos with her in the beginning of their engagement and first few years of marriage until she popped out way too many kids was I'm going to retire and she's going to take care of me and all those dreams were dashed and now he is scrambling to pay for all these kids she can't work because now she's been canceled 
And he's now having to, you know, scrub together some shitty low budget film. Which, you know, a lot of times these actors do this because it's, you know, they just have to be busy. He wants to probably get the fuck out of the house. Um, I wouldn't blame him, but at the he's same doing time, game shows. Yeah, I mean, so it says here, filmmakers showed complacency about safety on set. The sheriff said, initials inqu- inquiries had um, initial inquiries had led the authorities to believe. He added that his investigators believe they have also recovered the spent shell casing from the bullet that was fired from the gun. Um, the, so it was a single round, a live round that hit both the cinematographer and the director. Mendoza also said that officials recovered 600 items of evidence including three firearms and approximately 500 rounds of ammo from the set oh. of the desert western what what the fuck are you doing with that much ammunition are you fighting off the median cartel i honestly it, this also drives me crazy because alec baldwin was always the first person after a tragedy to be the loudest mouth on twitter Mocking people, calling them dumb, everything, you know, anti-gun, anti-this, anti-that. You're on a movie set with 500 rounds of ammunition, you fucking idiot. What are you yeah. doing? Like, Live uh, ammunition? I, the, the two examples I thought of when I heard the story was, first of all, The Twilight Zone, the John Landis film, uh, where he – he he literally berated people, said, is there anyone who's not a chicken shit who's willing to fucking shoot this scene? Uh, he went like I think he even got non-union workers to do the late night shooting. And as a result, two kids and Vic Morrow were fucking killed by a stupid accident that should have been done by stunt people. It should not have been done, period. And he got away with manslaughter. He, he got away with but his career died anyway. Um, but and it wasn't if it wasn't for Eddie Murphy, John Landis never would have got another job. He ended up getting a couple big gigs, but only because of Eddie Murphy. And the other one was Brand, Brandon Lee in The Crow. Yeah. Now, that when that happened, basically, it was the there was a live there was a shell casing in the muzzle. And from what I understand, uh, from because I read to the reading, the reading when it happened at the time, they said it wasn't cleared properly, so that when the blank went, there was enough force behind it to send the rest of the shell casing through him, and it left like a quarter-shaped hole going through his abdomen. And probably even if he had survived, he would never have walked again because I believe it went through his spine. Oh so. Yeah, horrendous, horrendous. Um, let's see. Two of the guns were non-functional. The third one, handed to Baldwin on the assumption it was safe, was a forty-five Colt-style real antique gun. No need to have that. No fucking need. So now, so we have, if you had a set that was safe, supposedly, you would have had the armorer, somebody had to have put, the prop master who put that on the cart, the armorer who was supposed to check the prop, so two checkpoints, and then you should have had somebody who handed him the gun check it before it was put in his hands again. None of those things happened. Well, let's. it says here um, the uh, more interviews need to be conducted, including a possible inter- additional interview with Baldwin, whom the sh- sheriff described as cooperative. Um, Possible? It, uh, <laughs> uh, I, it, it should be, uh, fuck yes. 
He'll be, yeah, he'll be in there like just, just they'll have that light on him uh, interrogating him at this point. Mendoza also confirmed that his office was investigating reports of informal incidents of target practice having taken place on or near the site, the set before the incident and rumors of crew members drinking the night before. I think the industry has had a record recently of being safe. I think that there was some complacency on the set. Duh, you think? And I think there are some safety issues that need to be addressed by the industry and possibly the state of New Mexico. Um... Baldwin was cross-drawing the revolver from his holster his holster, while Hanya Hutchins, the film's director of photography, and Sousa were standing by checking camera angles. So basically, it was a complete accident that it did go off. And why he was doing it in the range of motion where they would be in that range is beyond me. Why wouldn't you be aiming at a wall or some, you know, somewhere away from people? That's just fucking arrogance and stupidity. Somebody, where did I read it? I forgot where I read this. I think it was in the Reddit thread. What if it was a scene where he was pointing it at his head? Do you think he would have checked the, I bet you he would have checked the gun then. Well, that's it. I mean, that's what happened to John Eric Hexham. He held it up to his head, the gun that went off and and, uh, ultimately killed him. Baldwin, who had been pointing the gun at the camera, was told by crew that the gun was a cold gun, meaning the gun can't contain no ammo and was safe to use. So there will be criminal charges against the guy who handed them the gun and said it was okay for sure. I think Baldwin's probably going to go get away with. Um, well, first of all, his, his reputation is going to go into the. It's in the mud now, um, but he uh, he's going to have to pay civil. Like either his production company, whatever that is, and the other production companies, they're going to be selling, settling for millions and millions. You know what disgusted me about this whole thing? Not only did the people in Hollywood trip over themselves to not really say anything about the hilarious scandal, which is Mm -hmm. so such rank hypocrisy for the people who were all over, you know, anybody they jump all over people who dress in inappropriate Halloween costumes that supposedly are cultural appropriation. Look at this woman. They didn't say basically dick about this and then, you know, just whitewash that away. Now this happens and they're tripping over themselves to defend him when he was the producer on this. So everybody that that's hired on this is is Alec. This is Alex doing. Well, this is they they want to save because they want everybody. This thing, one hand washes the other in Hollywood. They all want to get jobs later on. And who do you save? Who's the fall guy? The fall guy is going to be everybody else. They're going to try to make it that way. But I don't believe he really is going to have much of a career left after this anyway. It's just you don't you don't recover from this. I just was like sitting there watching, you know, not that I'm the biggest Megyn Kelly fan or anything. I don't even know. I think she does a podcast now, but she made some comment about Halloween costumes and, you know, they fired her from her NBC show and everybody was chirping about that for weeks and had nothing nice to say. Meanwhile, Alec Baldwin's wife has been impersonating a Spanish woman for a decade and everybody thought it was fine. Nobody had really anything to say about it. Do we edit out this thing about Megyn Kelly before people just decide that you're going to be? Uh, oh, yeah. No. no, no so, yeah, we can yeah. edit that out. Okay. Yeah. Remind me to edit that out. Uh, okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Uh, so this, it says it could take many weeks for the decisions to be made or on whether or not they're going to be criminal charges. Uh, there was uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, which was an armorer, but she was a new, basically she was 
I will say she was a scrub. She had not a lot of experience. And Dave Halls, this guy, the aforementioned guy that had handled it before he had fired it. It went through two fucking sets of hands and no one knew there was a fucking live round. And then a third, Alec Baldwin's. She was a nepotism hire. Her father was a famous armorist and armor armorist. I don't know what you call armorist, that. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. First time. And so she's a nepotism hire. And I guess Nicholas Cage worked with her in August and lost it on her. He worked with her on a <laughs> he worked with her on a film in August and she was blowing off rounds without announcing it on set. And I guess he lost his flipping mind on uh, that Hannah Gutierrez read. Uh, you, you know, and it's not just anybody that can get 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 hired for a Nicolas Cage movie. You have to be in the phone book. Um, so what? Um, the the rest of this goes on. Uh, da, 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 okay. Um, just hours before the fatal shooting, several crew members had walked out, unhappy about pay and working conditions, swell safety fears. Court papers said Halls had been the subject of internal complaint on a previous film set. Maggie Gull, a prop maker and like licensed pyrotechnician, said she had raised concern about his conduct on set with the executive producers of Hulu's Into the Dark TV series in 2019, where some crew members were scared about their safety. He has yet to comment. This situation is not about Dave Halls. It's in no way one person's fault. There's loads of fault. And there's lots of blame that's going to be passed around. And as much as they're going to want to make it non-criminal for Alec Baldwin, uh, this is something that's going to be with them. And, I, I, you know, I do feel sympathy for him only in the sense of you, you, you're, you know you're responsible for killing a person that you didn't mean to. And you've, it's no different than if he got into a car, did a stunt himself and, you know, just, uh, killed a lighting technician. It's something that's going to stay with him forever. And unfortunately, yeah. he doesn't have he has a histrionic personality, narcissistic personality disorder wife that he can't you know, it's not like he's going to have the support at home where he has some loving person that he can go home to. So it's really sad. Yeah, but it's, yeah, a, it's, so, a, it's a sadness of his own making. Well, yeah, and we do, and we're not we're not we're not doing this as like comeuppance for Alec Baldwin because, like I said, I, I I'm a fan of his movies for years and stuff. A lot of his movies. My wife loved him on uh, Thirty Rock. She loved watching him. He's really talented. But you know, you don't you don't really you, you lose sympathy for people as a result of the the fact that if you're union or if you're any kind of blue collar person you know exactly what it's like the hustle and stuff you don't expect a hustle from a fucking hollywood uh, kind of like you know older but star that has to have this scrub set and and hire scabs to work a production that really you should have just said look we can't do it we can't do it there's unions not going to do it it's the production's down but Hugo, like, sorry, 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 hubris, ego, uh, these things make you push it forward so you can get away with it like you would in the 80s or 70s or 60s. No way, man. This is this is going to be oof, I'd love to see this is now the, now the story fascinates me because I want to see what the result result is going to be in Hollywood. The bottom line when it comes down to it is you took you took profit and product over people. And that's it. I mean, there's no other way to look at this. You could have realized this wasn't going to work, that there mm -hmm. could have been a, the possibility, most likely, of something occurring. And you chose, You were way too old and way too in Hollywood for long enough to know that this could have ended badly. Mm -hmm. If people were walking out the day before and said that, you should have shut the shit down. 
Right, and this isn't the first time he's had to handle a gun on set. He's been a, a vet, he's a veteran of the fucking of the business now at this point. So it's it's ridiculous. Um, the following we're going to play, guys, is from October twenty fifth. I hate to jump with time, but it ties into this particular story, and so we're supposedly this got scrubbed from the replay, but I have whatever aired live right here. And so we're going to play a little of it. And to Howard's credit, I, sh I thought for sure he was not going to mention it because how, you know, it's a friend of the court. You don't want to fuck with him. Don't want to possibly they, say something stupid, but they scrubbed it from the replay. So don't give him too much credit. Yeah. Uh, I guess the big story over the weekend was Alec Baldwin's uh, movie rust. And the horrible shooting of uh, this uh, director, uh, photography, director of photography, beautiful woman, young woman, 42 years old, nine-year-old son, husband, the whole deal. And whether there was enough safety on the set, who was to blame, uh, I, feel, I feel horrible for all involved. <laughs> he doesn't hate it. he doesn't care about anybody i love the i love the human impersonation bullshit that comes at howard acting voice like the oh god this is horrible this is terrible i mean guys i'm sorry though for those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time trust me we've been doing this now we're old hands at this we know when he's being disingenuous and which is pretty much almost all the time this is coming from um by the way, his this was the third year uh, anniversary of the Tree of Life synagogue shooting, and his wife during that tragedy posted posted on Instagram. She dug up a modeling picture of herself wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins hockey jersey and wrote, and she posted herself in this old modeling thing from the Pittsburgh Penguins jersey and wrote. Oh, my heart goes out to all those. Here's a booking picture of me and my old modeling pictures. Feeling <laughs> prayer, feeling for everybody in my hometown of Pittsburgh. And it was just of herself. We'll insert it. It was the most. I have never seen something so narcissistic and out of touch in my life. It, it's, it doesn't even you, help. Oh, it doesn't yeah, even help here. that the smile, the smile on her face looks like an outtake from the Joker. Oh, God. Uh, it it's says, worse than it, I remember. And, and the hashtag says Pittsburgh strong. Yeah, this is the exact quote. One what, of my Pitt modeling bookings when I was living in my hometown, I can't stop thinking about the victims and their families. <laughs> Pray for them all. <laughs> so, <laughs> you have to tie yourself into a tragedy by putting this is the definition of tone deaf, guys. And it's all this that, Pittsburgh penguins. It's all like from clearly a Pittsburgh. She was a puck bunny model. <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> for the for penguins. Oh God! But this is so, what Hilaria. If this didn't involve Alec, yeah. she would have been doing the same thing. Because for breast cancer, this fucking lunatic put a pink streak in her hair. Breast cancer, and she took a video and shirtless. She took she she took her shirt off and got her hair cut with her breasts hanging out, her big fake breasts, and put pink a pink hair streak in her thing, and she. Like did a basically a documentary of her day of getting a pink hair streak. And that was her cancer awareness day. Fuck. Could you imagine for breast cancer, your big fake breasts that don't have cancer in everybody's face and flaunting it. And then your your big reveal is a big slow motion hair wave for people with cancer who lose their hair. Fuck you. I got to say, if Hilaria's tits are fake, they look she had a good doctor because they look good to me. Yeah, they're nice and fake and really proportionate. 
Okay. Well, either way, um, he, so he, we're surprised that actually Howard addressed it. And if it was scrubbed from the replay, that is unconscionable, but, uh, that, I want you, you got to know that has to come in from, he's deciding after the fact, I don't want to have any kind of association with it. I don't want it being in the paper that I mentioned it because I need that guy in as a guest, probably a, a Marcy Turk edict. Who knows? Either way, uh, we're going to take you into our bit of our breakdown, guys. We'll do as much as we can. This is from June 23rd, and um, the first clip is called Wiggy. Wiggy Chol, Bang O'Clock Will Get You High Tonight. Not a song. Uh, I was up last night working on it, trying to get back into the whole music thing, Robin. Yeah. yeah. Were you inspired by David Crosby? Yes, 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 I was, and uh, I wrote about um, what I know best, which is Bang O'Clock, my favorite <laughs> time of day when it happens. Bang O'Clock. So I'm working on a new song called Bang O'Clock. I'll be debuting it here. Uh, th this is one of those things where over the years he's tried to make something viral and there's something it's just vile coming from him and completely unbelievable. So we'll leave it at that. I got a rough track already. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, quite good. Probably going to win. What a came first, music or words? Uh, words in this case. Uh Mostly I work with music first, but this was different. See, he's been going on about this fucking bang o'clock bullshit for so long now, and we still haven't heard anything. I don't understand why he keeps trying to make bang o'clock happen. Still. Still. Yeah. Like, hit him with and the hind. That became a more recent thing. They want to do. They want to re remake Baba Booey as something viral, but Baba Booey was, I don't know, 30 years ago, really? 20 years Nobody ago? Nobody cares. Nobody cares anymore, and no one, no one really cares. This is um, number two. Count this on the list of guys Wigtardo doesn't know. I went to prison, I'd be broke because I'd have to pay everyone every 10 minutes. <laughs> but David was like, no, you know, I kept to myself. And and he's addressing the David Crosby interview that we covered in the uh, previous breakdown, obviously, guys. But the, but the prison forced David to shave off his mustache. I bet that was humiliating because that's his thing, that mustache. Yeah, he's yeah I'm sure that's what David that was worried about in prison. <laughs> his mustache, <laughs> which is basically like a pillow for cock. Um, I, I think that um, I, I think that, uh, you know, when Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young were putting their first album together, the thing that they worried most about was their hair. <laughs> his priorities, like when you're going to prison. Yeah. The priorities are not facial hair. <laughs> Do you have a stylist in the prison? <laughs> yeah. The whole time you talk to him. And, and he was in for a full year. I mean, I know guys who have been in prison and did a full year. No, you I, don't. I, I know guys. He's talking about Gabby. I got enough no. Photoshop wiki as Andy Dufresne in solitary. <laughs> I know people. Cabby did a year for tax evasion, and that's who he's talking about. I know people, but he doesn't mention him because he's been scrubbed from the internet. For, he's, he's been scrubbed guys. from the show. Guys, yeah. Sounds like he, you know, he said he makes it sound like he's some, you know, reformed mafia man or something. <laughs> he's Sammy the bullshit Gravano. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, Wig, he was, he's, he's going to start telling you how he was like, you know, the he was he was filming South Central and he knows all this. <laughs> and it, they get fucked up in there for you. I mean, it is really hard. It is not easy to have your freedom taken away. And you think, oh, yeah, I can do it. 
Look at how people Period. have reacted to COVID, and they weren't really locked yeah. up. They were still in their homes. Okay, and this next clip, uh, Shawshank Solitary VIP only for uh, NPD Wigorous and Blobbin. No, I'm bizarre. David was in solitary confinement for four months. Wow. You know, yeah. That's supposed to be inhumane. I think I'd, I'd, I'd rather be in solitary confinement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm hungering to hang with other prisoners. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think I, mean, I can get it? along without doing that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's all guys. He'd be in fucking hog heaven. <laughs> and I mean hog. He's <laughs> like, can I do your laundry? <laughs> can I do your laundry? You want my dessert? <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just need a couple. He'd blowies. be the sisters. He'd be the sisters. He'd be like, totally. the sisters. Yeah, absolutely. Dogs. David had a drug problem. He wasn't like a criminal. Like he wasn't. You know, he. I don't think he really wanted to schmooze with a guy who was in for armed robbery. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay, we're going to play this one. I, I This was optional, but I didn't know because it was when originally you clipped these, I didn't know if it was me and Raven that were going to cover these. So I said this one might be optional. Dr. 79 checking Crosby's belly for a pulse. <laughs> this is so great. <laughs> so they, saw, so they went to some documentary. <laughs> yeah. Basically saying, so, I forget what the third one was, but it was I bad. I think it was a heart condition, heart, wasn't it? Heart stance yeah. we're in, and he says, look, yeah. I'm dying, and I'm, you know, I'm going to die. And he was sitting in front of me, and um, he was sitting with his wife. So there's, they went to some documentary about uh, Cross, David Crosby, and uh, <laughs> I guess he passed out in the, in the movie theater. He was bored yeah. by his own life story. <laughs> <laughs> it, was really, it was really beautiful, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it was really, really fun. Yeah. And he was awfully quiet. I was just watching the back of his head and his head started to kind of like drift. Maybe he closed, you know, he probably seen the documentary 97 times. So he was like, I don't know if he nodded off or, you know, I mean, slept, not nodded off. But I, I don't know what was going on. But I said to my wife, I think David just died. She goes, what do you mean? I go, you know, because I was being influenced by the movie. I said, right. look at me. I don't think he's breathing and he hasn't moved. I so all of a sudden, <laughs> WikiMD is going to check him out. I think he died during the premiere. Because <laughs> the movie makes it seem like his death is imminent. I imminent, mean, like yeah. any Open his pants and check for a pulse, Howard. <laughs> so I leaned over. Quick, blow him back to life. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth to hog resuscitation. Breathing. <laughs> How do you do crazy. that in a movie theater? Well... You know, when the really bright scenes come on, you can kind of see what's going on. So uh -huh. I kind of I kind of moved forward just to see if his belly was moving and uh -huh. stuff. OK. And it, and it was. <laughs> so I waited until there was light <laughs> from the movie to see if he was breathing. <laughs> That's a good friend. <laughs> yeah. Because Beth was already up getting a defibrillator, which she knows how to operate. <laughs> she almost shocked him. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was going to hit him with those electric paddles. <laughs> see ya. <laughs> Be like, what the fuck are you doing? I go, I don't know. I, I thought you died. Back, dude. <laughs> okay. Well, that's enough of that one, I think. Um, number five, all the marbles will never buy back your soul. Stop counting Crosby's. Tour right now, and it's the only way I can make money. And I'm, I'm a, and the bank is about to take away my house because I can't make the payments. And I went, holy fuck, David Crosby, one of the most successful rock stars in the world, doesn't have any money. I didn't know he still had his publishing. So, you know. When he when he was on yesterday and he said I sold my uh, publishing to Irving Azoff, 
Uh, and he, and he goes, yeah, I'm fine now financially. I've got more money than I need. You know, I was like, oh, of course, there's got to be a way that David Crosby has. <laughs> oh, phew. Thank you God. Mean, thank God. One of my heroes, one of my heroes who I almost let die in the theater because there wasn't enough light is going to survive. <laughs> Okay, so this next one, guys, Ronnie, of course, is no longer on the show technically like he is back. He's in L.A. He's in Los, sorry, LA, Las Vegas, but he's going to be making appearances every so often. I don't know if he's gone by this point, but um, I think he might have. It's 23rd. Has he gone yet or no? He got he left more recently. So basically, he's just like a caller. <laughs> yeah. So beating the geriatric sex horse carcass of Ronnie into the ground. Tuesday show. Yesterday, Ronnie gave a listener a tip on how to shave his ass and balls. The fans are amazed that Ronnie is still so sexual at his age. I kind of am too. That like a guy. No, we're not shaving his balls. <laughs> no, there's what what fan? If you guys, if you check out Reddit, if you check out even the Howard Stern fan pages, that's the funny part. Some of our people at QF go onto the legit Howard Stern Facebook site, and there's so much negativity you can have no idea. They won't allow you to post pictures. Otherwise, I would flood it with my fucking photoshops, but uh, they won't allow that. Go figure. When when people, nobody is saying they're shocked about this. We've been hearing about it for over a decade about how Ronnie is sexed up still. Yeah. So what? nobody's amazed. The sky is blue. Water is wet. Ronnie likes sex. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then he, he, he'd be doing nothing but promoting these scores. And then after scores, it was what Ronnie... Uh, Ricky, Ricky's club, you know, Rick's, Rick's, Rick's cabaret or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this is, yeah, this is not a surprise. It's just stupid. I mean, well, good for him. you know, that was the other thing. David said it was over for him and he's like 80. You think that's it for Ronnie when he. Ronnie gets takes better. Ronnie takes better care of himself than David did. David's got a lot of conditions. Ronnie didn't have any conditions, honestly. That's he's in pretty true. good shape. <laughs> Can you strip, Ronnie? We want to see. Uh, newsflash, number seven. Newsflash to the closet at 79. Most people love fucking. Libido. I I think Ronnie has very few interests other than sex. Uh, NASCAR and sex. That's his whole life. And I don't think, like, there isn't a minute in the day that goes by that he's not bored until he's having sex. So all he does all day is think about sex. Is wait for sex. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, if Ronnie's penis stopped working, I don't think there'd be much for him to live for. <laughs> I really Watch mean that. As opposed to Wiggy, who, you know, is fine jerking it to fucking twink porn on, uh, uh, you know, on Pornhub or whatever. Yeah. Howard, did you, I think he'll express how much he doesn't care about it. Yeah. Like for Ronnie, it's bang o'clock 24-7. I mean, he's ready to go. Like he's just sitting around waiting for it. What 70-year-old what man is consumed with shaving his balls and ass? Ronnie is a true... Looks like you. You can't stop bringing it up on the fucking show. Anomaly. It's true. Uh, he probably didn't shave him when he was younger. He's gotten more involved with sex, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Thanks, uh, Robin. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you for that extra bit of visual. Number eight, Wiggy claiming fault for month versus month divorce. I love how <laughs> Sam spelt it. M-U-N-D-T. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. <laughs> no, it's it's just M-U-N-D, but that's fine. It is. I, I blame myself for Ronnie's divorce. That's true. <laughs> I know it's me. Well, I Ronnie... just know that Ronnie found a new life. Yeah. When it's my you fault. started taking him to strip clubs. Ronnie worships me and does pretty much whatever I do. 
I knew when I got divorced, Ronnie would be divorced a year or two later. I knew it. Well, I didn't, a, I didn't think that. I think that. Bob, Chicago Bob, that one's, this is for you, buddy. I don't see Ronnie dressing in women's clothes for Christmas cards. <laughs> I don't see. Did you ever? Did you ever see that SNL sketch, the uh, the holiday candle? No. The, basically, it's just the the giveaway gift that you know the, the gift that you keep on oh. giving. <laughs> it's one of the newer clips. One of the newer clips that is actually one of the newer sketches that's actually funny. Check it out when you get a chance. Um, yeah, but the idea that okay, even if it's negative, I'm responsible for something in Ronnie's life. I need that. Yeah. I need that that validation somehow. I'm this important that I caused his divorce. Why would you want to attribute yourself to that? He's giddy about of, it. Yeah, absolutely. And once he got in in the swell of you know going to these clubs with you yes. and the whole the doors thrown wide open and the girls crawling all over him. Yeah, that was it. Even Robin's fucking sentences sound like they're full of chemo. I mean, she's slower and slower. It's it's ridiculous. This. Oh, anyway, we'll keep on going. But fuck's sake, Ronnie, they you wanted this guy for fucking uh, like clips endlessly for years. And now you're making a mockery of his life after he's basically off the show now because uh, irritating. And they've been divorced for how long? Yeah, and actually, there was. I think I mentioned it in one of the last um, recordings. He had a farewell, and his ex was there with the kids and the Wait, yeah, grandkid. They have a... What about Amica... your marriage, Howard? <laughs> When's the last time you saw your ex? Um, this one, let's see. You want to go? You want to go where everyone knows your name? Seventy nine murdering the queen. The Cheers theme song. Almost every day, and the, became... that was where he. It was his Cheers. He was yeah. there with his group every night practice. Yeah, it was like dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> I never, like, Ronnie hung out. He, that's the Cheers theme. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the Cheers theme song. We should play it for everyone, just just to show them how off off base he is. I think everybody knows that fucking song by now. Jesus, that's that. What was that swing music? <laughs> Next thing you know, Ronnie's throwing parties, of course, <laughs> and I'm not even invited. I like kind of grew out of it. I was seeing Beth. I was like, you know what? I got to get my shit together. I can't go out and hang out with these girls. You know what goes. <laughs> I can't hang out with these girls. <laughs> It's too much vagina in the room. I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting woozy. I gotta quit. <laughs> I gotta quit. It's not, it's not good for a relationship. So I'm out of the whole score scene. Now Ronnie becomes scores man. Yeah, you and think the next it thing would I know, go away, but it kept going. Next thing I know, guys, on it's not good for a relationship. His wife is passed out on the floor with a box <laughs> of empty Lucky Charms. <laughs> and cats. She's she's meditating with cats on her chest, saying, "Stop filming me." Stop filming me, exactly. Staff are going to Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie, I think we should have a bachelor party. Do you think he could arrange it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Next thing I know, Ronnie's in charge of the funny money instead of me. Call me. Call me. Call me. We'll see what we can do. I'll see if I can get it together over there. Tell me what days you're available. Next thing I know, Ronnie's in charge of scores. Yeah, all of a sudden used you're to be, about parties you didn't even know were happening. Well, you know what it was? It started because I'd go to scores and talk about it on the air. So we started yeah. having like free parties over there. Free parties. 
See, so he can't even let the fun continue, even if he doesn't want to be a part of it. So he's mad. He doesn't even want to be a part of it, but nobody else can have fun now. That's right. And the next clip leads us more into that. Uh, NPD Wiggy can't even handle letting Ronnie have a scores memory. Oh, it's like Ronnie and Jay and and Ronnie's corrupting some of the younger guys on staff. Not me, but Ronnie is. (laughs) Ronnie's like now the man who holds the gate. And it doesn't even make sense because... Lonnie used to throw the parties because I would talk about him on the air and scores would get advertising in a sense. You know, we were using one another. Yeah, you were. Exactly. I I doubt he I doubt he paid a single dime himself in that. uh, Now, Richie, uh, when we interviewed Richie Wilson recently, he said, no, we would tip like, you know, real tips whenever we were if they were ordering food or whatever or, you know, there was a certain amount of funny money. But then we would also throw in. But I bet you wig never threw in a fucking dime. no. Because he's one of those VIPs you take care of. You lose money on the Cristal or you lose money on the fucking bourbon or whatever it is or whiskey. And then, you know, the hangers on start spending their money. That's pretty much. Well, I'm sure how Howard happened. didn't eat a lot. And I'm no. sure he didn't drink a lot. He don't think he got a few lap dances from a few guys. I mean, uh, no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> Ronnie, all of a sudden was getting parties and there was no reason for them. He's making me mental every Friday night. Yeah, I go over the Friday night's my night over there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who is there? Oh, yeah. I ran into this one. I ran. In, yeah, yeah, yeah. They got these new girls over there. I, I had to break them in. Well, you had no problem with him being there until you weren't there. And then all of a sudden, fuck him. All he does is yell. And all of a sudden now he's touring like a touring uh, comedian. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Let's hear it. I mean, <laughs> wild. And then, and then, and then, uh, and then, out of the blue, one day, Ronnie shows up at John Hines' daughter's bat mitzvah with a twenty-year-old girl or something. I don't know how 24. old. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Oh my god! What an asshole! Yeah, well, he is an asshole. Absolutely. I mean, what's the difference now? Now, mind you, Ronnie is what forty years older than Stephanie. Oh, look Almost at that! 40. Look, well, it's what nineteen. I know nineteen years. It's it's you know it's double. <laughs> Right, but I'm just saying it's like y- you have no place to talk. <laughs> well, yeah, we, after a certain point, you both you basically both should shut the fuck up about it. I mean, yeah, she's way older than she's way older than her, and he's way older than Beth. So what's the fucking difference? And I'm sorry, you know, when, Stephanie has a job. Uh, but yeah, apparently, and that she's going to be working in Las Vegas as a vet technician. Yeah, and she held a job this whole time, unlike I don't know. Kibbles and bits over there on the floor. <laughs> Ronnie shows up with a 24-year-old on his arm. I thought she like, was, you know, one of... Uh, do you think Beth broke into the catnip? <laughs> <laughs> the girls... Yeah. Oh, stop it. I mean... And now, you know, Ronnie's still the man. Moving to Vegas because he's got all these new friends. Oh, he- fuck off. This is, I just, I just can't hear any more of that. Oh, fucking- okay. nobody can have friends. Sorry. Oh. You got to s- live in your house alone. Exactly. Number 16 is a great clip. Irony alert. Holy fuck. You asked me about Ronnie. I said, it's like a real life Forrest Gump. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I saw Forrest Gump. That to me was a great movie, but it was unbelievable. Like, you know, you just didn't believe it. Ronnie's the real deal. I mean it as a compliment. He is a real-life Forrest Gump. Didn't he take a meeting? 
honestly, there's no one more Forrest Gump than Wiggy who went through life ripping off other DJs and other fucking just about every, just, you know, almost everybody <laughs> throughout his career and latching on to just falling into dumb luck and falling upwards and upwards and upwards. If you see the, um, for those of you, again, who are new to the show, I, I recommend absolutely going through, if you have the time to watch the video, it's supposed to most people on the go listening through MP3s and stuff, check out the our takedown of the Fox pilot test pilot show which is a two-parter um and then also check out the uh i think sam recommended it the rescinding episode with arsenio the full version as well as the the video segment of it that's on youtube uh that's just pure howard in full hapeless unfunny glamour racist yeah (laughs) awful awful unfunny shit um number 17 we openly admitting to tanking ronnie's actual hollywood career what people may not remember is that um he was in an adam sandler film i don't remember which one it was just a bit part he was just like an extra or a walk-on you know it was like some scene where it was they were in a church it was it was only like a few minutes right did he even have a speaking part i don't think so I don't know if he said one or two things. I, I didn't see it. So all I know is that he, Sandler did, because this is after Sandler went in for the interview and he was okay with Howard and uh, or vice versa. And um, you can he was bitching and moaning for years about this afterwards and months like, oh, your boss, Adam Sandler, uh, you know, he's coming in. And like, who says that except some jealous bitch? And I think. Just like we're going to hear in this clip, you know, people were trying to give people jobs like in Hollywood on the Howard Stern show, because just like a lot of people do in Hollywood. Oh, you're friends with so and so. I'm going to give you a part because of this. Like I'm doing you a salad because that's how it goes. You know, Mm -hmm. one hand washes the other. Like Adam Sandler is known for giving friends of friends jobs. That's what he does. Exactly. Oh, he can be annoying. And I was working with him on IEGT. I love the guy. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a funny guy. But, uh, you know, there are times it's, he, he, he's a little too involved with you. Uh-huh. Like there was a point where I was dressing a certain way, John Barbados, and then how he started wearing John You know, so everything was getting a little too cozy. He's talking about Howie Mandel. I believe. And mm-hmm. uh, and then Ronnie, he was in he was interacting with Ronnie and he had to put a fucking stop to that. And the next thing I know, I, I, Howie's uh, now with Ronnie pitching a new show. And I'm like, Howie, can't you do your th- why, why am I, our worlds now enmeshed? Why are we one? <laughs> <laughs> I know we're on America's Got Talent together, but you're walking around with Ronnie. That's your idea for a show. We're going to have to remember this clip for future reference when we redo the Carson show, because this is almost exactly the same way Bushkin explained his relationship with Carson and how he couldn't have other clients because Johnny would get jealous. He'd say, I'm not your number one focus. It's horrible. I mean, he was going to have his own show with Howie Mandel. What if it was like some gitchy show that took off? Yeah. And that had nothing to do with what Howard was doing. I mean, it was just a complete, you know, the same way. Um, there's no conflict of interest because he's taping a show and you're doing whatever. Like, was there a conflict of interest between AGT and the and the radio show? No. But it's the same way of like how he treated Artie when he was filming Beer League or some. Yep. You know, you can't do anything else except for serve the master. That's right. And don't forget, don't ever fucking because he doesn't want them getting ahead of themselves. He doesn't want them getting ahead in the business. He doesn't want them enjoying life, basically. So, you know. 
That's a welcome. Welcome to QF, guys. Uh, hold on. Let me see this part here. Once a week. Mm-hmm. Big for me. I think, mm. it's, you know, a lot, wow. it's a lot more comfortable to me, actually. Yeah, yeah, but still, even even if you, you know, it, it's, it's a hygienic thing for me. I think, mm. it's, you know. Okay, so they're talking more about that taint shaving and bullshit, like Ronnie and his dingleberries. That's what we want to hear from a 71-year-old. It's good. Well, good. It's more comfortable to me, actually, especially when, you know, when you take a dump <laughs> and you're wiping your ass. You get much cleaner, too. Uh, <laughs> he, this has evolved. <laughs> all that hair back there, if you have hair, a lot of hair in your asshole, you know, you don't you don't get all the remnants out when you're wiping your ass, even with like baby wipes. It's it's hard to get it all out. Guys, whoever said this show wasn't educational. Oh, when you wait, move to uh, Vegas, if you get bored, you should open up like a like a um, an ass barber shop like, <laughs> where people could go and, <laughs> and Ronnie will shave you out. Yeah, oh, that's God. an original. Yep, that's an original. Yep. Uh, yeah. Hire you know, Jackie I back. I hope Amy Schumer steals that one. Uh, number 19. No Hitler pubes for King Baby Beth. Shave that dusty motherfucker. Now, some girls have like a little bit of. <laughs> <laughs> I fell off his chair. So he's drowning. Uh, okay. Uh, no, you'll, you'll put on a porn to make some girls are starting to like have like that. You know, like the like in the pubic area, they have a little square, and I don't even like that. A square, you know, like a or, little like area. a triangle, a, triangle, yeah. yeah, yeah, like a Hitler mustache. Uh, like PJ. rather than shave, they've trimmed. Yeah, yeah, not good. It's not a good look. PJ, you're on. <laughs> uh, but- I'm speechless. Well, a, a mustache. Vile- Notice how must- he said a mustache. So is it is it across? <laughs> when he said must, because you know, I know landing strip. I I get that, but shouldn't he have just said that if that's what he meant? Happy Halloween. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, number twenty. Elton John had a more convincing beard. For fuck's sake. Beth is uh, the greatest lover of all time. I'm very sad. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's got to be satisfied with me. Uh, she is open to anal. The other night, she stuck um, uh, a big tomato in my ass. And, uh, <laughs> she's open to your anal. <laughs> she's open to my anal. She's actually not open to my anal. Beth, I don't think Beth would mind me saying that she is not. I mean, it's not her thing. Let's put it that way, okay? What is doesn't the fumpering kind of make it seem as though like he really is talking about, I want stuff in my ass? They're not fucking. <laughs> no. Oh, what's he what's he putting a scratch post up his arse? And it's not my thing, really. So it's fine. What we do is just perfect. So every day occurrence for me, either. you know, it, um, that's a special occasion. It just happens. It happens. Yeah, and I think Barani has made it clear that a lot of times what he calls anal, he just takes his penis and rests it between Stephanie's cheeks. <laughs> God. <laughs> so when anybody defends this show and says it's evolved, oh, please spare me. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be uh, number 23, vagina grooming tips from the Barca lounger, former newsman. Good <laughs> all that. Uh, it's you know we've heard that Robin's sex life hasn't been the greatest, 
And I'm just curious. <laughs> you still shaving her uh, vagina yeah. down? Of course she is. Still shaving your vagina, right, Robin? Yeah. I mean, I, she has two handlers holding the folds <laughs> back while she gets down there. Come on. Not be, you know, as, as I used to get waxed, you know, like I used to right. do that, but now I'm shaving. Uh, you're shaving and and you're fastidious. In other words, you're. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you yeah. know the wax is really you know like they really get in there. Good. <laughs> I guess you can't afford to go, or it's like ah, it's kids COVID. You can't be getting waxed regularly. I, I can't. Yeah. Let's keep going. She's shaving. Yeah, she's. You know, a lot of people have gotten lazy. In the pandemic, you... you're not waxing. She's sixty-eight. <laughs> Somewhere down the line, you got to give it up, and you go, eh, it's not worth it. Why Just are we even it. asking? You yeah. fa- you're fastidiously shaving. I'm 68 <laughs> years old. Leave me alone. Exactly. I live alone uh, with some cats. Okay, Robin, number 24. Robin passes the 79 stank test from a guy who's never seen a box up close. She's a, she's a lovely lady, and she's a lady with a capital L, if you understand what I'm saying, men. No, we don't. Myself, <laughs> she never has an odor. I've worked with her. How many years? I'm like forty. Years. <laughs> she smells of regret. <laughs> she only smells like cheeseburgers when she's hiding, hiding from us, being a fake vegan. <laughs> yeah. Who's eating a bagel? Never had an off day. Good. Even during her menstruation, I never detected. What? She's 68? <laughs> or anything. She is a lady with a capital L. Okay, we'll leave it, we'll leave it at that. Um, number 26, uh, shoehorning in trans cock and gay into the whack pack. Any possible way to keep keep King Baby satisfied? So, so, so she's really tall. Yeah, for a girl. Don't she? do she say, "Oh Gonzo, I love you"? <laughs> okay, <laughs> enough of this. All right, uh, Gonzo's not interested in you, Eric. He he says he's heterosexual. Uh, his girlfriend he thinks of as a woman because she is a uh, trans female, okay? Because we had already um, gone into – so it was Gonzo. They didn't say it was Gonzo in that first uh, – the episode previous. Now they're outing him as Gonzo. They can't even keep up with their own bullshit. It was meant to be a regular caller, but now – okay, fair enough. You got and, it? And then of course, it used to be Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. That he was obsessed with that. Didn't, or Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg. Me. Yep. Oh, God, it's so bad. It is horrible. <laughs> All this time and just never said anything? Well, after that call the other day, I thought maybe Conzo might be interested in me. Oh. No, I heard you hooked me a couple of times before. Like, we shared a hotel room. Fucking idiots. Uh, and people called it. Oh, in the last breakdown, uh, I didn't know who it was, and they said it must have been Gonzo. But I thought Gonzo sounded way different when he called into the Artie show. Maybe he's a he's a more talented voice actor than I realize. Um, number 27, uh, 79 just can't help himself. More trans talk with Gonzo and high pitch. Do we want to play this? Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I, I don't know what to make of this. The fact that now you've sucked dick. 
maybe whatever you want to call well, it was a let's penis. Let's call it lady dick. How about that? Lady dick. All right. Now that you've sucked no, lady that's, dick. That's offensive. That's offensive. What do you mean it's that's offensive? It's a penis. It's not offensive. It's lady it's not, dick. She doesn't have a It's not a dick. It's, that's like her, her vagina. I consider that like her clit. It's not. But wait a second. How big is her clit? How many inches? Jesus Christ. Keep going. <laughs> it's like four. It's not big at all. all right, that's so another it's a four reason. inch clit. <laughs> yeah, ish. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. And you put your mouth, you put it in your mouth, right? And you sucked on it. Oh, he's loving this so much, Fillmore. Yeah. He's Keep got, going. He's, got, he's a righty. Bang, bang. The, Spank bank completely. Do you think? I don't know. I'm exploring this with you. We should sure. No, are. yeah, we have. We know. <laughs> we know what you're doing. Comfortable way for you to get into sucking on dick. No, I don't. I, I'm, I'm not a cocksucker. I don't like sucking dick. I, I don't. That's no. That's that's a. This sounds like he not, he wrote the script and he's ready to direct the fucking movie and star in it. Myra Breckenridge. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, the guys, how much more info do you the, need? The disturbing levels are so many. Yeah, it's 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 unbelievable. That's gross to me. I mean to me, I don't I don't I'm not turned on by that. I'm a heterosexual man. I like going down on girls. I like, you know it, I don't consider it sucking dick did, when I'm going down. I don't want to insult you, I'm just trying to find out, I swear. Did, did, did... Okay, so the next yeah, one Yeah, but I'm but I'm way... gonna insult you. <laughs> Sam Sam clipped all these. Goodness gracious, lady balls on fire. Taurus, <laughs> as you call it. Um, and and, yeah. and when you're when you're sucking her clitoris, did you play with her balls? Um, <laughs> what do you call I'm those? Not, uh, and what <laughs> no, are those? It's a little late now, guys. But here's the PSA: Be careful. There's some trans talk coming up. <laughs> and they're and they're very. They're aren't they so respectful to the trans community? <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna say there are gay people listen to our show that they know we're not homophobic and all that shit. But they they're telling you they're offended by his gay talk because. It's pandering. It's really like um, turning it into a circus show. And then this trans stuff. If you're trans, you should be offended as well because it's just like you're you're not actually treating the uh, that particular community like well, normal he's people. He's treating who, them like a whack packer. Exactly. Absolutely. T treating trans like fucking Eric the Midget or whoever the fuck or, you know, Bigfoot or whatever. So, yeah. And I, I at the end of the day, that's that's what most people get upset with. Just ask a trans person the same questions you'd ask someone else. What was you what, what movies have you seen? Whatever the fuck. No, we got to go in about, oh, her clit. Her dick is her clit. I call it her what clit. What do you call her balls? <laughs> fucking Christ. Now, how do you, <laughs> I mean, what what do you do with those balls? Well, she's she's just a, she's a trans girl, so I just like went down on her like you would go down on a trans girl, like uh, you mm. know, just like you know, I whipped around the area, like 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 Howard, like when you go down on a woman, like you whip around <laughs> her vagina area and her leg. He wouldn't know. Don't ask him. <laughs> did, did, didn't you hear that sound? He's like, hmm. Uh -huh. Oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, no salmon. Uh, now here's the thing. Do you remember when Lego, like big Lego sets? When you open them up and you, the pieces are all in a plastic bag, they come with the instructions, but the instructions are entirely visual. Mm -hmm. That's what I think Wiggy wants this to look like. He's got to have that visual Lego spank bank of how to put this fucking uh, like, like deviant conversation together visually in his head so he can fucking whack it to. When we say spank bank, guys, we are not joking.
Yeah, no, he needs this for later. Yep. Yeah. And stuff and like her ass. Like that's what right. that's what I that's what I did. It's yeah, not no, I, I'm, I'm not putting it down. I'm just trying to define what's going on here. Like, uh, it, listen, let's call them. Let's call it clitoris and lady balls, if that's what you're more comfortable with. <laughs> no. That's what you're comfortable with, clearly. It's all for him. Yep. I and, like and did you term. lick? Did you lick the lady balls? <laughs> Is that okay? I, I don't want to be offensive. I licked, here, you know. He said no. You didn't listen, and you're just keeping on calling them lady balls. Yeah. Te- technically, I did lick her testicles. Yes. But okay. I consider okay. that like her vagina. That's like I went down on her. I don't. I'm not. Right. I'm not going to admit. Take to, it easy, like, guys. I, no, I went down. Don't turn. Don't turn him off by calling it vagina. Come on, man. Oh, and 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 he's been so calm. And you guys are the one pressing him. You're not listening. You're gaslighting him. Yep. I'm attacking you. <laughs> you are. Oh, I'm just. I'm just clarifying. Yeah. I'm just clarifying. Take it easy. I don't. Uh, this one is called Gyno Wiktardo knows a lots of tr- lots lots of trans. I'm surprised she let you lick her lady balls, and I'll tell you why. Oh. Uh, and let's not even you say not lady balls. Maybe that's it. Let's, let's not even say that. Let's say you licked her ovaries or whatever. Let's call it something. What? Feminine. Ovaries? What? Balls. Body. I that's right. A <laughs> well, Yeah. I, 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 I couldn't even understand that. I guess, Jesus, girls, I didn't know this for, you know, I'm 46 years old. I didn't know for the for entire, your entire lives, your ovaries are outside your body, man. You better hope, Beth, you never get ovarian cancer. <laughs> you went down on her. Let's just say that. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised she would let you do that because most people who are transsexual that I know that are pre-op, in other words, they don't have the vagina yet. Do you know anybody who's pre-op, post-op, any trans? Anybody? No. None. That you like you're aware of, obviously. No. No. Yeah, me neither. I I know people who are drag queens, but I don't ask them if they're pre or post-op. And okay. they have never like willingly told me. I'm saying like how close a relationship would you have with these people or do you just know them the way I know? just know them from knowing them, from like like I see them out in the city or I see them when I go out. I'm saying you don't you don't break bread with them. No. Okay. But not the way the way he's saying it suggests he's he goes for tea with these people or he goes for coffee and shit. Yeah, he he doesn't know these people. He doesn't right. have conversations with pe- trans people pre and post op like that doesn't happen. He doesn't even invite people in his house. And from every conversation we've had, he's been trying to avoid social interactions forever. In the pandemic, he's uh-huh. gotten mad when he's been invited to any sort of dinner. That's right. Don't even like showing their penis and balls. I know a lot of people who are transsexual. A lot what? of people. A lot of people. Why would you Name admit them. that? Why would you admit that, A, because it's so incongruous with your so-called image, but, you know, like you don't come up with names again. It's one of those, me, Jesus, the army of people, if he took all the people he knew, all the friends he had, they could overthrow any country. God, you better call up Tula, the transsexual that you basically put back into hiding. Yep. That's an amazing story, actually. One day we may, if we find enough of the clips, because I have a lot of the older stuff, we may go through that and see um, uh, if there's, it's worth a deep dive or even a Patreon thing. Because you, the article you sent me about Tula was fascinating about the, uh, the, the, the backlash as a result. 
that she received. Oh, he mentally scarred her. He put, yeah. She was all excited to come back out into her career full force, mm-hmm. did his show, and he mentally scarred her so bad she went back into hiding. Yeah, they don't even like showing their balls or penis to any guy. I'm surprised she let you go down on her. Okay, um, number 30, 100% straight stylist to the stars, Ralph Sorella gives his due shench. Please, somebody explain to us what's Here's going on. Here's an expert. On. This is an expert. I, I, I'm looking for an explanation because I can't figure out how in the world you go down on a guy. <laughs> and a you, guy, suck, you suck a guy's dick and lick his balls and say you're 100% straight. I mean, I'm, it's no offense. I mean, it's fine. But you can't sit there and say you're 100% straight. I mean, maybe 50% no. straight. The Evolved Howard Stern Show is now calling a transsexual, which we are all supposed to now say, yep. if they're a trans woman, they're a woman. Yeah. They identified as a woman. Right. Now we have Ralph Sorella calling up and saying, you sucked a dick. You sucked a guy's dick. You're gay. Yeah. Wow. That seems very evolved and woke of you. So uh, the uh, Ralph, who has admitted he's bi, is that also bullshit? And he's not bi. He's actually gay. According to that logic, that would be correct. Okay, now I got it. Thanks, Ralph. You have to be gay. Chris. Chris, if I was gay. oh, this one is called by the way. The the Sorella giggle gives the game away. <laughs> I would go fuck a guy. I wouldn't fuck a hot woman that I thought that I assumed was a was a you know biological woman until I. But maybe you're not. Maybe you're more well. comfortable. Maybe you're more comfortable with a woman with a cock. <laughs> That's what I think he's saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They know what they're talking about. They know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, mm. I don't think we need more of that. Gonzo, clap back on Barry Boy. I like this one. You're not 100% gay. Maybe you're bi, but you did a gay act. And what is... That's wilding, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So zero, wrong with zero. admitting that? What is so wrong with admitting that, Gonzo? It's crazy. You mean, in other words, calling a penis a clitoris is ridiculous, is what you're saying. Of course it is. And, and, and if, if, yes, if, you're, if he's being serious about that, it's, it's outrageous. What is the big deal with, with being, what if you are a cocksucker, Gonzo? What's the big deal with being a cocksucker in 2021, in Pride Month? What is the big deal? I think you, I think you need to coach Ralph. I'm not, I'm not the gay one here. I'm one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> play a little more. 100%. I, uh, I just actually, I licked Chris's clit. Thank you. <laughs> I swear, I swear I it's a man, mouth. though. <laughs> well, I mean, don't, I don't say don't, sucking. Don't, don't say, but, but what he's saying is don't suck a woman's dick and then say sucking a man's dick is gross. You understand? Yeah. And it's not a clit. I'm not saying it's gross. I'm not saying it's not a clit. A clit is a is a, a scientific word, a medical word. It's a thing. It's, you it's know, not, not, oh God! Now the fucking now now the uh, PhD holders come out into play. Um, do we need to play more of that? No. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Howard Quivers Show. I'm excited to have the three ladies from Friends. All of them. <laughs> Superstars, look at that to get you three up in the morning. What a miracle. How lucky are we, Howard? Jen, what was the height? First of all, thank you guys for getting up early. Jen, you look miserable. What, what, um, (laughs) what? (laughs) I wanted to say the reason why that that title came up, and obviously you'll, you'll get it by the end of it, guys. What made you think that Robin decided this is one where she can talk endlessly about? 
I wish she didn't, but (laughs) (laughs) it's really just, she said nothing. It was just like a, all of a sudden she just, I bet Howard was so annoyed, but she didn't care. She just was like, "Eh, I'm going to do what I want for this one. And she did. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like why, why of all the interviews where she's been kept, she's kept silent. She's not talked at one bit. Now she decided this was the one where she's going to talk. Uh, whereas if the edict doesn't, is not in place anymore. I just don't understand why she thought she would get away with it this time. And you might be right. He might've tore a yard off her ass somehow after a fact. I don't know if he did or if he didn't, but she just went full steam ahead through this one. Good. I hope she does it more often because just it was it was awful, but it was good awful, if you know what I mean. For us, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah. I'm the only one who got up at 4.15 today. Why or did you get up London. so early? Right. Because, I, well, she's in London. Lisa's in New York. So I'm the true friend. Oh. You really are the true friend. You girls look gorgeous. I mean, look at you. Okay. The three of you. Ah. Oh. Everybody watched the reunion last night, Howard, and it got yeah. me. And it was so good. First of all, it's such a great show, and it's so good to to see you all together again, and to watch the chemistry, and to hear the stories. And then it got me right back into. I couldn't believe she was this verbose this right off the bat. It's amazing. To being addicted to Friends again, I started. Wa- I'm gonna now watch the whole series again. Oh my wow. gosh. Did I've you? Heard... Have you? Are you midway? Did you, did you watch I just started with that first series. <laughs> I love it because they're completely addressing Robin, and they're white, they're completely stepping over Howard, like and through he the. He's the jacket in the seething. puddle. Yeah, he is. Last night, after what first season, <laughs> after watching the reunion. I've never yeah. heard Robin so charged up about a TV show before. <laughs> yeah, he's pissed. He is absolutely oh, yeah. pissed. Uh, dementia, Robin preening away at friends. It was so great. And that guy, Kit, from um, Game of Thrones, was he was right on because he, oh, he was wonderful. This, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of this stuff, it's just words on a page. It's not. <laughs> You're doing a show, Robin. I, it's like it's like she called them. Yeah. Yeah. It's or like hilarious. They, yeah, they're at, yeah, they're at, a, they're at a, a, a function and they're drinking together, whatever the fuck. They're just shooting the shit. Oh, Unbelievable. It's so funny. This is like if you dropped a whale on a birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids are playing and they have no idea what's coming from the sky. <laughs> but it's getting dark. <laughs> Thunk. Written funny is what you do with it. Why didn't anybody hook up with Kit? That guy is so hot. I mean, uh, I hooked he up. He wasn't on him. the show. And he goes straight towards this Gay, like he's honing in on the men. I'm sorry, guys. I really, I really, I, I think if you don't feel the way, if you haven't red pilled yet, you're retarded. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just he, plus he's losing attention, so yeah, he's got to audio bring it back to him, and the only way to do that, you got to go gay. You got to go the for hot him. guy. He was, oh, you got to go to him that way for him. Yeah, yeah every time. Because <laughs> oh, I'm like, wow, I love that show. But he yeah. loved the show. And I then was the other actually thing was Malala. That <laughs> <laughs> was really. It wasn't that you know that crazy? was that was. <laughs> so he made a beeline for Robin. But it, I love it. She, <laughs> when you think it ends, and then there was Malala. 
up like a box of Cabernet on her desk before they came. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a little kind. There's a sketch I could play for you, but I'm not going to because well, we got so many clips uh, that reminds me of that. 35, Jennifer Aniston horribly opening, opining, sorry, opining on the show's importance. Uh, it's a short clip. This, just the the impact that it had on people's struggles going through their lives, oh, grieving, loss, family, uh, feeling out, you know, uh, like a misfit out of, you know, didn't have. It wasn't six feet under. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? It's a it goddamn was, sitcom. It was friends. And <laughs> <laughs> we. They didn't have friends or, or just, that was that was the that was watching those videos was extraordinary. It was really yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was wonderful. Yeah, you could yeah. tell in that. <laughs> it's like you're interviewing <laughs> Sir Lawrence Olivier. <laughs> okay. Good job selling that, Jen. <laughs> Love this clip. Number 36. Let's play. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. Okay. My ribs are hurting. Let's pray for a white Range Rover to drop on our collective heads right now. Right now. <laughs> it doesn't so, make me cry. That's okay. Don't you don't you think it's amazing that really that you three in particular get along so well in the sense that I mean I have worked with people in my career who you just can't stand, and there's always <laughs> one sort of rotten scumbag in the whole group. <laughs> That you can't, but I mean, it is amazing. You still the host. <laughs> like I, like the three of you would eat lunch every day together on the set of Friends, and it never turned into any sort of weird rivalry. It never, it never eroded into that person. So you weren't jealous of your your younger <laughs> sibling or older brother. You weren't sitting alone at a table where nobody wanted to eat with you. <laughs> so annoying. I mean, that is a miracle. Don't you think? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're so yeah, lucky. We really were. And I and I don't and I think we felt that during the pilot shooting the pilot we kind of sat I don't know whose whose um car we were sitting at. We remember we were at the um This is fucking riveting. <laughs> I feel like keep going. We got to go. <laughs> this is like reading the letters of Seneca. <laughs> we were outside of the stage at the Warner Ranch where we shot the pilot. And all six of us were, uh, we were, someone's trunk was open for some reason. I don't know. What's Do you like, remember what kind of car? <laughs> I, might, I think it was yours. It was a what Range Rover. Kind of, Jennifer has a memory like nobody yeah, yeah. in the whole world. Yeah. If I had to hear this conversation with Jennifer Anderson, I was some other star, I'd be glazing over like instantly. God, no wonder why nobody stays married to her. <laughs> There was this arty story with Norm Macdonald when he was dating Elle McPherson and he, she's trying to do a joke. And I guess Norm told her, listen, you know that thing you do with the joke? Don't ever do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm surprised you're not saying what color the interior it was. It was white. <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm lying. Nope. It wasn't mine. It was white. I know who, was wh I know who had a white Range Rover. It was not you. Who did? But anyway, but we were talking about how Who had a white Range Rover? <laughs> Howard's <laughs> 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 incidental. <laughs> okay, Bad number interviewer. <laughs> number thirty-seven. Wig Farley strikes again. Or really, when when I think about this, and uh, you know, I really enjoyed the Friends reunion. For me, it was enjoyable because I think I had forgotten. Now, by the way, he never saw it. You could you could hear it in his voice. Didn't even watch it. How much I enjoyed Friends. 
I remember when Friends was on. I was a really big fan. But then the and years you weren't. No, he wasn't. He fucking shit on sitcom every chance he could get. And you can forget. Yeah, he, he said Jennifer Aniston had smelly pussy. <laughs> Calculated thing, because why didn't you guys do this sooner? Why did you wait so long for a friend's reunion? And and, and in a way, was it an attempt to just sort of say, hey, don't forget. <laughs> Bowie was on the show and said, I think I could have got her. <laughs> We were part of your lives. What was why now did you bring out the Friends reunion? Well, it definitely wasn't like, hey, remember us? We were part of your life. It wasn't that. <laughs> because I think, you know, people are still watching it. That's the crazy thing. And I know. Yeah, it was so it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let me see here. Wiggy, not a fan of democracy, a.k.a. Marbles first, everything else second. Do you get on the, it together. Yeah. Do you get on the phone to each other and say, hey, they want us to do this reunion? And uh, what do you guys think? Was it an, an open discussion between all of you? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've always the, been always. the people that we discuss everything. If one person doesn't want to do it, then it's off the table. It's, yeah. it's just we are all for one and one for all. So it can take a long time to come up with a decision for anything. Oh, I mean, I would think that. Wait, do you do you did you guys have uh, the speakerphone in your office activated while your agent was listening to you negotiating with people secretly? And uh, did you also, you know, to direct them to management, even though you were controlling the marbles the whole entire time and tell them management won't give you any more money? That's how we did it. You were you were trying to undercut everyone and yeah, <laughs> tell, and, that, and then I'm telling them if they were going to have a job within a week of a contract. <laughs> And complain about their negotiating on the air. <laughs> it would be so aggravating. You know how many rock bands break up over decisions and things? So you have to wait even for the three guys. To Can you imagine if Friends operated the way Wiggy does? <laughs> You'd be going, Chandler, you're asking for too much money. <laughs> everyone had to be all in. Was there? But there wasn't a big long wait. Not really. I mean, I think everyone wanted to do it. We just had to get together and talk about what it is. What are the parameters? And, you know, and it also there's still someone coming. Yeah. <laughs> great idea yeah. Yeah. Of, of the vision of it. You know, yeah. there yeah, no one had. I us thought. The, of <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, you mean Phoebe didn't call you and say, uh, uh, don't call me. Wait, what do you want to talk about? Wait, I don't want to know what you want to say. Uh, yeah, wait, let yeah. me guess what you want to say. Don't yeah. tell me. I don't want to know. I don't, don't call know. me on the weekend. Did yeah. you leave me a message? I don't want to know what it's about. Don't tell I me what get, it's about. I didn't get the message. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I, I thought a friend's reunion would be this scripted thing where you guys would be back in, you know, I don't know. Now all of a sudden you'd be grown up and we find out what happens to your characters. This, you, <laughs> this appealed to you because you were like, no, screw that. That'll just ruin everything. Let's just talk about friends and let's reminisce and see and see where we're at in our lives. That was the concept. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. was anyone holding that idea up? Did one of the guys not want to do that for a while? All right. And we'll let it play out, guys. No, I think everybody wanted to do it. It was just yeah. a matter of, like Jennifer said, or someone getting the right idea. And we had the, you know, Ben Winston is incredible and he pitched us something fantastic. And there was, it was just a matter of timing and COVID and how and do we, we couldn't figure, all get just, together. Yeah. It's if just a lot of all together in negotiation I'm talking about. Yeah. Lisa, you were comfortable. You were nervous when, when friends first started. Okay. We'll leave you, that. That's the end of that. Uh, now 39. Wiggy now shopping for a rejection tutor. 
if I was an actor and James Burroughs told me I was not right for Frasier, that might even drive me out of acting. Like I, <laughs> okay, because I guess Lisa Goudreau mm-hmm. tried out for she got turned down for Frasier. Uh, yeah. I think she couple shows actually, not just Frasier. Yeah, but so James Burroughs, who was in charge of Frasier, rejected her. But then he was also running the casting for Friends. Yeah, I might even say, oh shit, <laughs> no, that didn't bother, that didn't phase you. You didn't say to, you didn't start to doubt yourself. No. No, because my training, while not being like trained as an actress, but I was trained to cope with, you know, (laughs) this is what you want to (laughs) do, then some people will be wrong. And that's that's Wiggy's first reaction to anything he can't do. Fuck it. Just toss the fucking crayons. That's a great word for Wiggy that he just probably was like had an allergic reaction to cope. Yeah. Oh, he can't even cope. When there's not a, a right fork on the table or dinner's not out at the right time, <laughs> my potatoes cord. aren't cut. <laughs> well, there's one story where he was missing a power cord to his computer and how <laughs> Gary said the entire office work stopped until we could get a cord that worked. <laughs> yep. And that sounds like King Baby, like, oh, my God, how bad is our life, our life going to be? Our li- how bad are our lives going to get if this asshole doesn't get that fucking computer cord? Because he won't shut up about it. He, his whole life, he can't cope, and so he makes everybody else's life hell. Yes, and and how many times Ronnie has said you would beat stuff that you couldn't figure out how to work. You would constantly, like, you would throw things. You would, like, destroy uh, phones that wouldn't work properly. You would just get frustrated. So that must be, I mean, uh, Bob, I'd love to hear your take on that. But uh, the the idea of frustration in learning in NPD which, again, to all new listeners, we have a huge catalog of now of uh, narcissistic personality disorder episodes, all based on Howard, um, you know, using clips in the past. I'd love to hear about that one because it didn't that one. That's a an, uh, that's a facet that I'd like. I'm actually pretty interested in. Yeah, so. that's OK. And, and, and he you, wasn't you, wrong you, about Fraser. And, he wasn't. I wasn't right. I, and you were in college. What was your major again? Like you were, went to Vassar. You were a brilliant student, right? You were brilliant in high school. You got into Vassar. You I was were an even, okay student. Yeah. But you don't get <laughs> into Vassar. If, but, but how do you get into Vassar if you're an okay student? I don't student? know. They made a mistake, but I did get in. <laughs> oh. And I studied biology, and yes, I had nothing to do with acting. Nothing. So, okay, so at least she's, I give her credit for being upfront and saying, like, no, it wasn't, you know, ability like to humility. He talked, he talked over her answer. Yeah. This is this is great. Number forty. Psychology majors everywhere are throwing away their texts and studying friends. Reactions in the script were, you know, like Ross Phoebe would say something and he'd roll his eyes and say, "Well, anyway," which is hilarious (laughs) and right. But they had to figure out how to convey that. No, these other people like her. (laughs) That's why she Phoebe. The character Phoebe on Friends is an outsider. If yeah. Phoebe doesn't live with the gang, she is somebody who lives outside of the gang. And it is, you know, Phoebe does. OK, I'm going to let that play through, guys, just a sec. Doesn't get to have that level of intimacy that the other people on Friends get to have. I totally get that. And even you, when you met these two, meaning Jennifer and Court, you felt awkward around them because they are shorter women they are tinier and on tv you said you felt like a giant 
you felt. <laughs> and I even have talked to my wife. My wife knows these two. Okay, so projection, projection, projection. Because he's such a fucking like he's such a string uh, bean, string bean, like um, j- a dorkish giant himself. And projecting it on her because she's she's not that much taller. It's not like she's fucking she's – she's not goddamn uh, – <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure she's not having the hangups he's having. No. God, no. And she says, whenever I'm around them, I feel like a giant. She goes, <laughs> that's, that's how I feel. Because these two – I don't know when the last time they ate, but they don't eat. <laughs> what? Thin. You heard me. They eat. You're, I don't- you don't. They you eat. don't eat. I've been around you. You don't eat. And, and neither does Courtney. Stop it. You, you, you guys got. You know, you're tiny. You're, you're petite. Let's put it that yeah, way. I wanna, Am I, I right? I want to be a giant like Beth. What else? You're talking height. It's not. You're not like that. It's a little, little candy they, there. They're like being very like so. They don't eat. That's not something to be hilariously laughing about. That's actually really a problem. Yeah, totally. That's what I'm right. talking about. Saying- just recently, actually, he, he said on the air that he's taking pills for his cholesterol. And people were going, how can he have cholesterol problems? And I looked it up. If you're malnourished and you're anorexic, your your liver, <laughs> your liver function can fuck up because the um, the um, the lack of nutrients is making it harder for the liver to do its job and process whatever cholesterol is in the body. Oh, my God. So he's anorexic. Like, he's absolutely, and we know this, he's not eating. He barely eats. And uh, he probably was thinking, like, that stupid idiot, he was probably thinking, what's wrong with my diet? You know, I don't uh, have any fat. And and it's 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 something that's been studied about, because it usually affects women. But, you know, that's him. So he's thro- he's literally throwing his body into such a state that it's having a it's tricking itself into thinking it's having a cholesterol problem holy shit well i mean he does have a cholesterol problem but as a result of his own stupidity if he just ate normally and i mean normally the way he controls everything but he could easily control three squares and not gain any weight if he starts you know his metabolism i'm sure but he's starving himself absolutely yeah and that's that's the result for short is what you're basically saying no i'm saying that you Lisa felt horrible around you two. Am I right, Lisa? <laughs> Go ahead. Explain to them how you feel when you're with them. Go ahead. No, I didn't. It's not that I felt horrible around them. Yes. Fittings were not fun. That's for sure. Um, right. Yeah, I have a different body type. I'm just bigger. And sometimes the clothes, when I'd see the show, were so sort of like... Okay, we'll leave that we'll leave that alone there anyway. Uh, number 41, The Evolved Feminist. Watch this. And you would come out each week in tighter and sexier clothes. It's true. Am I right or am I wrong? The clothing, as the series went on, got tighter. And there was always uh, speculation. Is Jen wearing a bra? Is she not wearing a bra? It was a big topic. Am I correct or am I wrong on this? Unfortunately, you are correct. That was a topic of... Uh, um, conversation were people uh wanting you and courtney you too there was one episode okay we'll let this go but i'll never forget your yoga pants with a little top uh were people pressuring you to wear certain clothes because let's face it no no you guys no. picked out your own outfits wardrobe didn't sit there and direct you 
No one was saying, girls, your outfits need to be tighter and smaller and skimpier. Absolutely no way. It was just sort of what we felt comfortable in. That's so hot that you did Except it on your Phoebe. own. Phoebe did yeah. have to wear. I mean, Lisa was like Phoebe had. <clears throat> I think that wasn't a bad question to, to ask, but it's the way he asked it, first of all. And second of all, I don't know if I believe that, oh, you were allowed, you could wear whatever the fuck you wanted to. I don't believe all, I, I mean, like, I guess they could choose from what they had on yeah. set, but I, I also just hate the way he asks it, how he asks it. The tone of yeah. voice is just weird. It is. Um, the, the, rap the rapidity of vapidity or just another 79 question. But, uh, you know, I find all of this so fascinating. And the, the thing that I think about with friends for you guys personally, I would love to know the truth. What was it like when you really started to get famous? Now, what I mean by that is for me, fame was the <laughs> we oh. weren't clear because we weren't clear. <laughs> oh. Greatest thing that ever happened to me. I'm going to be upfront about this. You might not, yeah. not believe it. But I wasn't the hottest guy in high school. Oh, and, no uh, shit. No one paid attention to me. Uh, it was rather a disaster. Wow. I mean, to get that level of fame, when do you know you're famous? And I'm imagining there must have been some people that you met. I'm talking about famous people that kind of accepted you into the fold and you realized you had gone to another level. Does any of that. Okay, I'm going to let this play out a little bit, guys, because it's a long clip. It, was there a moment like that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, did you know when you got successful? Yes. Yeah. There's like this pause. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Their uh, eyes are pretty so glazed over. Yeah. I don't know that we need to go through the whole clip because yeah, it's three minutes, but we'll go into the next one, which is 48, 44A, suck, su sucking Jane Fonda's dick. You know who my hero is, is uh, Jane Fonda. I can find you clip after clip of him trashing her. My father, Jane Fonda. Uh, he used to be his father, but yeah. he changed woman, that narrative. Yeah. Who came from an, a privileged family. Mm -hmm. She stood up for uh, what she believed in. Uh, she could have been drummed out of Hollywood for going over to Vietnam the way she did, you know. Yeah, it's um, you know, she was like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to stand up for what I believe. Don't you think being an actress now you can't. It's really hard. To OK, to stand up for what you believe. It really is. You almost got to keep quiet and kowtow and toe the line because I mean, everybody's getting hammered with this, with these, you know, cancel culture. If you tweet something wrong, uh, it's mm -hmm. it, it, if you never say the N word, it, you have to admire a woman like that. Who's, who's, yeah, if who's you don't wear black face. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, number 44B, 79, trapped, trapped forever in the high school locker. Was any component of your fame, uh, this is, you know, for all three of you, for me, being famous meant saying fuck you to every asshole who told me I couldn't be funny or I couldn't be good on the radio. There was a tremendous amount of anger behind it. Was there any component in it for you to say fuck you to anybody? <laughs> I love that they were laughing. They just laughed at the question. Because he's such a petulant child. I mean, yeah. this is just insanity. Again, all of his interviews turn into, aren't you me? Aren't yeah. you me? Just yeah. like Ben said. Yeah. 
fuck you. I, 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 I can do this. I will be a success. Um, um, uh, was there any kind of motivation like that? There was no motivation for me, but I definitely felt good when there were, I was famous enough because there were certain people in my childhood that were not nice. Okay, now this is the next one. I don't know if I titled it. I think I changed some of the titles, but wig frothing over Courtney's Cox in the boyish looking Tampax advert. I mean, I, I honestly, and I mean this, I mean, you are such a beauty. You are talented. I mean, I look at you like, oh, if this girl would have given me a look in high school, I would have dropped that. <laughs> and at a young age, weren't you already in sort of in show business when you were getting into the Bruce Springsteen video? You did that Tampax commercial. She looked like a boy. <laughs> I mean, that's why he was hot for her. <laughs> You look at yeah. if you look if you look at the commercials, everybody had to start with somewhere, guys. We get it, but and that dancing in the dark video, forget her. Bruce is the dorkiest I've ever seen a star I look know. on stage. <laughs> Even though that song is good, I like the song. I wish they could yeah. burn that video. The master. It is. It is Where a you, bad video. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Look like an angel, by the way. Um, <laughs> yes, you're in your, your no, you're in your aerobic outfit, and you're talking about Tampax and how when you get your period you feel fresh because you have Tampax. Oh, and uh, um, how old? I'm just getting fucking like little tingly spiders across my fucking arms, going like cringing at this shit. Why is it so uncomfortable? <laughs> I, it's because he sounds like some vile cre creep predator who's probably whacking it uh, to fucking Brenda Vaccaro uh, fucking commercials. Who were you when you did that Tampax commercial? Stop saying Tampax, please. Yeah. Yeah. 19, maybe? 19. Massingill. Number 46, Howard Sharpton questioning Courtney's Bama roots. You grow up. Where, 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 where was I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama. It was Bama. a little, um, it was a suburb called Mountain Brook. And it's a beautiful, oh my God, I can really appreciate it now that I'm not there. It's such a beautiful place. But the high school, there was a lot of judging and award, not awards, but yeah, it's weird. Oh, you grew I, up I, in that Alabama. That would never happen in this day and age. Yeah. And, and was there tremendous racism? I mean, did you hear, uh, was the N-word flying around like crazy in your school? And um, I mean, no. I could imagine. Mean, did you move out when the black people moved next door? Oh, I mean, my this God. is leading the witness, Your Honor. I think I'm not I'll saying there wasn't, but not where I, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah. There wasn't. Uh, number 47, when no one asked me to the prom either. You see, this surprises me because when I read about Lisa's upbringing, Lisa, same with you. You are not a popular girl, and and no, no. and I know you've spoken about this, so I'm not saying out of you know out of school. You got a life changing nose job. You yeah. said that people didn't pay it. <laughs> you got this nose job, and then all of a sudden, like the girls were really mean to you until you got the nose job, right? There were two girls that really picked on you. That was junior high. <laughs> oh, this is very important. Yeah, right. junior high was friendless. But um, and then, yeah, then I found like play production and, you know, acting and I made some friends. But not till I got my nose job between junior high and high school. And then no guys, everyone. And a part of me did get a little. God, screw you. I mean, I like it, See? <clears throat> but screw you. And I like it. And thank you. But screw you. And thank you. It was so very... when 
Uh, this, the fact that he always has to go back to high school, that he's perpetually in high school and just got kicked oh. off a of high school property. That's even that was funny. Um, it, it's it's clearly the mind of someone who's stuck, stuck, stuck forever in this like time loop, this this little constant warp of, you know, you can't get this out of your head. It's all revenge fantasy based. It's so sad. It's really pathetic. They're like, we've really moved on. Yes, we have. So why does it have to be constantly this this thing you're you're putting on us? When you yeah. got on Friends, <laughs> and the Still fame didn't go hit. to the prom. Never got asked to the prom either. I, no one asked me to the prom either. <laughs> uh, we know. <laughs> Maybe Doctor Lou would have taken you. Um, number forty-eight. Revenge is a dish best served with sauce on the side. You break Learn up how with to that cry, guy. Fly. How what? How long? This was a high school boyfriend. How long did you stay with him after high school? Uh, uh, like a year. A year. Did you oh, break up with hold him? Hold on a second. Uh, t- I'm sorry. Two years. Yes, I did. You broke up with him. Mm-hmm. Who cares? I was just gonna say the same thing. Who gives a fuck? This is why. All- this is what they're gonna have these people here for to talk about when Jennifer Aniston broke up with some fucking guy in high school. <laughs> Oh my God! This is <laughs> Tell us about your algebra, algebra teacher. What was he like? What did you score on your social studies test in seventh grade? <laughs> Fucking idiots! What was your locker combo? <laughs> Here from when you got famous on Friends with this guy, like oh fuck, like oh shit. I mean, he must. We're all have been, so oh, young. We're so young. We nobody all that way. Stop it! You guys are so naive. I don't understand. This guy probably no. Nobody cares. <laughs> It's unbelievable. I mean, he's 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 this close to also asking like, when you eat your sandwiches, did you cut cut off the crusts? Oh my uh, god, this is this is the same. He's doing the same thing he did in that one show that we just did uh, when he had the pregnant girl on from camp with her husband. He yes. has never stopped doing this. It's four decades. It's four decades of I wish I could get back with all those women that didn't choose me. They didn't reject you, buddy. They just didn't won't find you desirable get over it and he's now doing and putting this on guests yes absolutely and they're they're the they're the idiots for agreeing to go through it knowing but they're not listeners so but at oh. the same time Jen, Jennifer Aniston spent fucking time with him why wouldn't she be the one she must be some just narcissistic idiot too because I would have said no no I'm not doing I, w- I would have flipped this around I'd be like are you okay is there yeah. something wrong with you that you keep asking us about high school? I wish they would do that. Somebody, I wish somebody would like a Brad Garrett type would take him. But you know, Brad Garrett's never getting on the show again. No. <laughs> like that guy in the Beatles who played drums before Ringo. He's probably like, oh, I, I, no. I, I had her. I had no. Jennifer. That guy that you had on to judge the biggest loser, Pete Best, oh. and that you talked up and you needed him to have him as a guest. For Aniston. And, uh. Poof. Gone. Yeah, poof. That's horrible. That's just awful. <laughs> oh, I would flog we myself were... every day. We log. <laughs> <laughs> he might anyway. Number 49, Wig NPD knows best. Lisa knows what I'm talking about, that some part of fame is fuck you. It's fuck you to those two girls who were mean to you before you got <sighs> the number, right? There is a certain satisfaction. No, not them. But, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there is, but... but you know what? I have to say, then I started feeling like, you know what? You don't have to. There's no reason to be mad because. Yes. Right. You know, I'm happy. 
Mm-hmm. He didn't get the answer he was looking for. Like she was, yeah, but you know, it doesn't matter. He's like, no, but I want to access on this. Happy. They're happy. They're annoyed. Yeah. You could tell. <laughs> yeah, they're this is they're, this is unbelievable. Number fifty. Don't mind the two hundred <laughs> sirens behind Blobbin explaining her crazy cat life. <laughs> <laughs> there are all these EMS ambulances going by fucking fire wagons. Okay, so let me preface this. Robin named one of her cats Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> so she's trying to explain. She's trying to talk to them about her cats and Wig's pissed about this. <laughs> and there's some sort of emergency. And so basically, so she... This is the thing. Sam and I are both using mics. They're, you know, they're uh, they're um, unidirectional. So you're not going to hear a whole lot of crap on the side unless we start dropping things right immediately next to us. But you shouldn't be hearing fucking fire wagons and rescue squads hurtling down the fucking street. And it's not like she's it's not like she's living in, in the Bronx. She's living in like an isolated community. That's how loud it's like it is. she's living with Chicago Bob. Maybe. You know, I, you know, monopolized the first moments on the air because I was Aww. so excited to see you and to tell you how much I love the reunion and that I'm now watching the series all over again. You're so sweet. Yep. You at home, Robin? I am. And Jennifer Aniston's in the next room. I've never <laughs> met her. <laughs> you want me to go get her? Oh, that's the cat. Would you? Yeah. <laughs> People don't even know what a wonderful name Jennifer Aniston is is for a a pet, because she's now a star. When I go to the vet and they, everybody just says, "Is Aniston?" and they all want to see her. Wow! Why no Courtney Cox or Lisa Kudrow? I could have, and you know Jennifer, she's such a bad cat. Rachel, because you know she's a pain in the butt, but she's lovable. with a friend one night we decided to skype video call him but we put on every possible device to play different songs <laughs> like a mashup just to fuck with them and talk to him as though there was nothing wrong that's exactly what this sounds like number last clip floosh juice fl- oh god this is hard floosh juice and douche and what about you <laughs> nudity in the future with the Adam I've, Sandler I've project done, i have done that um i don't know I, I, I nothing. I, I'm never a never say never person. But Courtney, no, I can't see it. <laughs> no. I could see it. I could see it very easily. She's pained by this interview. You could tell. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, um, all right. Listen, <laughs> listen. Right. Three of you look great. And by the way, you have to also I will just say shout this. out to Richard Ehrlich again. Sorry, we have to do that. Howard, hey, say hi, yes, Richard, Richard Ehrlich. One of the one of the most important people in show business. Thank you. That was um, okay. Hold on, guys. Why why do you two call each other Floosh and sh- and Joosh, uh, Lisa and Jen? What is that? What is that all about? That sounds um, maybe romantic. Floosh and Joosh. <laughs> and Courtney's cute. <laughs> I don't know where those nicknames came from. I don't I either. 
a hundred years Coot ago. And jute. I think it's just our first initial and then yeah, coot, loot, jute, and then floosh. It's fuck. I'm I'm losing IQ points listening to these three. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> uh, it's impossible to get dumber through audio <laughs> audio influences. <laughs> I need to go back to kindergarten now and relearn everything from the start. <laughs> No, he's just such a fan of Howard's uh, that he just it is likes it. Oh, no, it's always. It's, no, it's, it's just, funny. Uh, your nickname is Floosh. Your nickname is Joosh. And you know what my nickname is? Douche. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would be uh, Hoot. Okay, Special. guys. <laughs> Fantastic. Another original uh, Wiggy on the fly. On the uh, fly. Yeah, bomb. Guys, thank you guys so much for sticking through this one. Uh, if you have a problem with the earlier content, this is just a special thing we decided to throw in as um, as an extra. We've been planning to do something Baldwin-related, but this just became like a, a perfect opportunity to talk a little bit about the whole, the Mishigash that is uh, his, you know, his life right now. And again, we, we feel bad for the people that um, are now left without a mom and a wife, and that's... Uh, it's a tragedy in any world, so uh, our prayers yeah. out to to their her family and um, the uh, we just we're going to keep track of the story and we may do little um, updates every so often. So if you enjoyed it, please tell us. All right, guys. See you later. Have a good one, guys. Take care. We love you. If you went through the most incredible metamorphosis <laughs> and somehow transformed yourself into the best person you're capable of being. Yeah. And you and Lisa G, after that metamorphosis took place, were on the top floor of a burning building. And it's just you two. And God told Lisa, I will give you the ability to fly if you kiss John the Stutterer. She would say no. I, I, I know. <laughs> well, well,